Hey everybody, welcome back to The Producers, this is episode 3, this is uh, my good friend, <laughs> my good friend, we're in an improv class together, we've hung out a couple times, he's a great dude, he's a great person, he's my friend, that's what I mean, he's a great friend, uh, <laughs> that sounds so dumb, but who cares, um, he's a great dude, uh, we had a really, really awesome talk, and it was pretty much exactly like I want this this podcast to go, it was just so much fun, um, I, I think you all will enjoy it. A um, couple of plugs up top. I'm going to plug for Quentin, uh, Maddie Night Live on YouTube and Facebook, M-A-D-D-Y, Night Live. Um, you'll learn about that in the episode. Uh, also, we, me, I, the producer, set up an email. If you want to email the show, if you do listen and you want to tell us that you listen, me, or if you want to tell us, that's let's go us. If, uh, if you want to tell us that you listen, great. I would love to hear anything you have to say, anything, anything, anything. Uh, producerscast at gmail.com. P-R-O-D-U-C-E-R-S-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Uh, email the show. I'd love love to hear from you. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, episode three is great. Uh, we did a little bit of a double header. You'll find out about that next week. I guess I'll, I'll, as long as I as long as I record them as often as I do, which I would love to keep recording. Uh, it could be a weekly thing. We'll see. Um, but yeah, go follow, go check out Maddie Night Live. Um, I'm I'm a big fan. So well, now I'm a big fan because I'm a big fan of my, my boy Q. Uh, and yeah, send us an email producerscast at gmail.com. And anyway, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. It's is uh, this is a pleasure doing this podcast, and I'd love to hear if I have any listeners. <laughs> okay, all right. Enjoy the episode, guys. doing man i'm good how are you doing doing good i um we just had a bunch of trouble with garage man but that's fun and then my neighbors decided to beat their kids out back which right. is nice they're just beating something so how you doing today man i'm good i'm good this is like the first thing i've done all day besides wake up <laughs> essentially everybody so. we're talking with quentin he is a friend of mine from uh improv at the coalition just gonna go ahead and plug rvacomedy.com and on i think that's all their Social media, yeah, he's an improv uh, friend of mine, and that is I. We've been to a couple classes, so how you liking improv so far? We've it's been fun. I mean, I've always really liked watching improv mm-hmm. and doing it is like a whole other thing, of course, because it's like all the good improv makes it look super easy. But I, I just love doing it. Uh, we've just been mainly doing like short games and stuff like that. But I, it's I been a I, lot of fun. Our class is really cool. Everyone in it's awesome. I think I've enjoyed the the doing the games. Like I understand all the other stuff is really important to building your mm-hmm. skills, but like when we played the freeze game, that was the most fun I think I've oh, had. Yeah. It's like that and like story story die, which is like a big like the improv <laughs> the improv team up at school actually does that. That's like one of their main games to do. And I was like, oh yes, practice. You were you were second place to Will. It was you and Will at the end. Yes, 
me and Will. And then at that point, I was just like, I kind of want this to be over. Because we're just like <laughs> talking in circles at a certain point. We're just like hair sandwiches. Hair sandwiches and time. was the, the Time, which is, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to get out of. I, I, think, I, I don't think I should have been out, but I think I was unfairly called out. Yeah, I think some people were just like unfairly called out because... <laughs> The rules got really inconsistent because sometimes it was like, oh, if you stop, if one person stops mm-hmm. for syllable, they have mm-hmm. to finish with a second. But I repeated so many words. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I get it. I don't know. I, 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 I want to believe that he, Patrick expected, Patrick is our teacher. Uh, I want to believe he expected more from me. And if I got a little step up, he's like, no, no, you can do better and get yeah. out of here. He's like, come on. And I, I don't think, I guess the repeating words was, was okay for a bit. Like, if I had repeated the word, it might have been okay. It I was doing that all, all the way up until the end. Like, someone would say something, and I would just repeat their phrase just mm-hmm. so I could get the wheels turning and be like, all right, what am I going to say? Yeah, that game that game was fun. The stress fun. I don't know. I, that, I, that class, I was just so frazzled. I had also, like, worked a bunch, so I was mm-hmm. like, I was just like. Oh. Really, I'm dead. I don't know what's going yeah. And then we played the, uh, the 11, the big booty. Big that booty. game killed me. Oof. There's a lot of things in improv that I just never knew about, and like yeah. I knew like twenty that like twenty one game mm-hmm. uh, is common. I played that before, and that's something like my sketch team up at college, Maddie Night Live. Uh, just shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> we'll get your, we'll, we'll get your plugs. I'll plug it at the beginning, and we'll put it in the little description. <laughs> yeah, you okay, want. awesome. But yeah, so we we do that, but we can never make it past like ten. We say, let's count to 10, and <laughs> that's 10. a struggle, and we have about as many people. We have about, like, 11. I was surprised we got to 21. Yeah. The game, the game, I won't explain the other game, but I'll explain this one. Uh, you're in a group of however many, we have 12 in our class, and you have to count to 21, but you can't look at anybody, you have to kind of look down, and if anyone, if two people at the same time say the number, you start over, and so yeah. it's very difficult without looking at anyone to know who's going to speak up and... So I was probably we got to twenty two I think and then Patrick said the highest he'd heard is fifty or sixty which is yeah just insane unbelievable I think once maybe I was like ooh fifteen fifteen that was that was money it was stressful because I was like I could just sit out the whole time but what fun is that like I want right. to get into it but I don't want to get into it too much it's kind of the whole improv thing you don't want to be on the stage too much but you don't want to hold back yeah you don't want to hold more than you need to be totally in the shadows do you, do you feel that a lot i mean i know we just started and i i don't i, I we haven't even gotten into like what you, what else you do but like do you feel a lot, a lot of pressure to not to 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 not find the sweet spot the sweet spot being not on too much but on a, a little bit sometimes i feel like I, I get i get too worried that i'm gonna be on too much so i end up doing too little so it, it's it's a balance but i think uh, as long as you're not knowingly hogging the stage it's not too bad it's hard too because one of the things he preaches is don't try to be a comedian and i'm just like that's like my default like to be funny like to come up with the funny thing and it's like there are times where i have to kind of hold back and say all right let's just try to keep the scene moving which is important but like Mm -hmm. if i have a funny thing i want to say you want to get it out absolutely absolutely yeah i I struggle with the same thing especially like there's something funny or I you have like I want to make sure it's heard, but that can end up getting super messy. Yeah, you definitely have to be careful with um, that. And, and, and I don't know, we're so new and we haven't really gotten to do any yeah. like like actual scenes. Like watching like long form is was which which is what the coalition like focuses on. And obviously we're not there yet, but like watching long form, I went to one of the shows and they did like ten minutes and it was really yeah. good. And like the there was not I didn't see any like problems of the things that we've learned so far. But like whoa, it was just. Yeah, no, it's crazy. You just keep characters consistent and uh, scenes consist- consistent as they're changing and stuff like that. It's it's really it's crazy. Like long form is a art, 
And I mean, hopefully, I think we will. I just think that um, it's going to take more practice and actually getting to do smaller scenes. Once we can, once we can do the smaller scenes, then we can. Yeah, that's and that's what I really want to stick my teeth into because I've done a lot of these like little games before. And they're fun. I love them. They definitely are, like, essential, like, building blocks to, like, listening and, like, yes-anding and not totally screwing out your scene partner or anything like that. But I really, like, want to do scene work because I think that's, like, where you really kind of, like, ride or die. It's like, all right, you have to carry a scene, like, maybe you and one partner, maybe yourself, maybe, like... Oh, my God, don't even get me started on going on with just one other person. Like, that's that's a whole another level that we're just not... I'm not at, for sure. Yeah. So, you've done improv in the past? Uh, it's... I haven't done, like, traditional improv, not, like, on a stage, necessarily, but I've... Just through auditioning, through an audition process for improv team at school. So, you, just, impro- you improvised in the audition? Yeah. In the auditions and, like, workshopping, stuff like that. But outside of that, I had never, like, done it before. Outside of, like, small games and, like, high school, maybe. Just, like, a few bits here and there. And then, of course, life is an improvisation. <laughs> but That is true. That is true. Um, I've never... I've never done improv. Uh, really? Well, life, you count life. Like, it's fine. But, like, yeah, thinking about doing improv and actually doing it are so different. Yeah. I don't know. I don't... I kind of... I stumbled. I went on a date, and I went. She's like, "Let's go to the show at the Coalition." And yeah. so we went. It was the um, the KGB show. Oh yeah. You see, have you been to one of those? No, I haven't. They're I'm trying so to go like funny. this weekend or next weekend. I'm I'm also trying to go. You might be working one of them, but like, yeah, they 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 were so good. And so we went, and I was like, "Oh, this is great!" And so buying a ticket, I got signed up for the emails, and then I got an email about the class, about and the I class was just like. Not. So it works. What am I waiting for? I've wanted to do this for so long. Right. So long. So you imp- so you are you on a team um, now? Um not an improv team, but I am on a sketch comedy team. Yes, I have that written down. Yeah. Sketch. Oh, awesome. Oh, you have notes. I I have notes. That's, that's so, so you are not only on a sketch team, but you are also the head writer. I am the head writer. Uh newly elected, so I haven't done anything with my power yet. <laughs> I'm I assuming could totally I'm, abuse it. I'm assuming over the summer there's not much to do. Yeah, there's not much to do. I f- <laughs> The thing is, is like the positions like kind of been like not really there just because the last head writer was kind of it was really busy uh, last year and just had the priorities were kind of all over the place. But awesome guy. But now the position is in my fallen in my lap, so mm-hmm. I have to figure out what to do with it. It's kind of a kind of a entirely blank slate. So what is what is sketch comedy? I know what it is. Sketch comedy. I know <laughs> I know what sketch comedy is, but like. Watching SNL or like Mad TV yeah. or things like that is so different than, I guess, creating it. Obviously, mm-hmm. watching and creating, but like watching improv, I feel like is isn't that far away from doing improv. Yeah, it's just knowing how it works and like with sketch. I'm assuming. Well, I'll just talk about it. Yeah, sketch. It's kind of like a whole different ball field just because like improv, it's pretty much like oh, you're making it up on the spot, and that's super. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> And that's, like, super apparent. It's just, like, okay, make it up on the spot, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And you don't have any prep, nothing. But with Sketch, it's just, like, all right, you could spend, like, anywhere from a few hours to a few weeks, months working on one sketch. You write it, and you cast it, and you rehearse it, and all that. And you can take it all the way up to, like, the finish line, and it could totally bomb. It could work on, like, so many different levels at, like... It could work. It could work in a script, but not work on stage. It couldn't work in a script. Might work on stage, and it's tough. It's tough because just because of how long the process can be. 
of writing like, a, of writing a sketch from start to from of finish. Like, of going from like having nothing to a full realized sketch that you're putting on stage in front of people, and like finding people is also a whole other. So, is do you do your sketch group? Which, which what was the name again? Uh, it's called Maddie Night Live, kind mm-hmm. of like Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's uh, Maddie because of James Madison University. That's where I go to school. Another shameless plug. Um, Same as plug for a school, yeah. It's for the school. <laughs> if, I mean, you, if you decide what school you go to based on my podcast. Yeah, if any of you guys are looking <laughs> for colleges, check okay, it out. Okay, so, so you guys do stage sketch. Yeah. Live sketch. Yeah, we do it live. Uh, we do, we're trying to get into more video, but primarily right now. Um, Video's hard to get into. Yeah. Video's hard to get into. It is, just because finding a stage space. Luckily at school, there's so many different avenues yeah. you can go and i'm sure that they'll help you with equipment and stuff yeah and they have like microphones and, like soundboards and we'll have someone who's dedicated to the theater who will work it Attack. but doing it outside of like i don't know how i'll do it outside of school i don't know if i'll be able to do like stage sketches hey if you, make... if you get if you get get a real going you could get somewhere <sighs> fingers crossed <laughs> I, I don't know based on hope. based on what little i've seen of your sense of humor I think that you are talented. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I can say the same to you. Because, like, yeah, you saying, like, you hadn't done improv before. I was surprised. Uh, oh, please, continue to butter my bread. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're do- you're doing visual comedy on the yeah, podcast. Doing- <laughs> you mind buttering You don't bread. know, but your heart knows. <laughs> I love that. That's good. Um, yeah, so, okay. Yeah, okay, so, pff, Sketch. Yeah, what made you want to do sketch? What made you want to get into sketches? It was, was kind of just like I've always had a passion for comedy, but had no way of doing it. Or I thought, like, of course, like nowadays, it's just like everybody has a camera in their pocket, and everyone, anyone can film and just put it out there. But I never did. That wasn't my thing. Uh, so there were two teams on uh, now. Now there's three, but there were two team, two comedy teams up at school. And they both had auditions during the week, um, same week. And I was like, all right, yeah, let me audition for both. Made one, not the other. Totally fine. But yeah, and, then, and I'd never written a sketch before outside of the audition sketch. And then from there, it just kind of snowballs. And I can't even begin to tell you how much that resonates with me. Because oh, really? I, I, pod- I started this podcast and I started I did improv. I had gone through my whole life loving comedy. Yeah. Like, well, I want to get into, like... Your inspiration and like people who you idolize, but like I've spent I, my first comedy record uh, was Eddie Murphy's Raw. Oh yeah, and in eighth grade I used to listen to it on the bus mm-hmm. all the time, like George Carlin, Brian Regan. Like I had one record from each of them, and I just listened to it over and over again. I was just like, this is the best thing I've ever heard in my life because yeah. it's like I love I'm a, I'm a comedy person. So like I had been putting off. I've always said like I remember when I was sixteen, I watched every single Comedy Central presents that they had at that time, and wow. like. I was like, I want to do this. I want to be on Comedy Central for sets. Like, that's go back back when they used to make their own sets. I don't want to do the. Yeah. I probably said that before, but um, I've always wanted to do comedy, and I just never did it. And I was like, oh, I'll do one day. I'll do one day. And then I went through like a big breakup, and I was just like, why am I not doing all the things that I said I want to do? Right. Exactly. So like, now here I am. Which, which, so I'm saying, like, you, you're just like, I love comedy, and I've never done anything. And then you're like, let's go apply. Let's go do these things. And now yeah. you're doing comedy, whatever that means. Like. If you're doing improv or you're doing sketch, whoever sees it, no one sees it, no one listens, whatever, like, you're still doing it. And you're yeah. getting that experience. And one day, someone's going to watch. Someone's going to see what you're doing. Oh, yeah, exactly. So that's something. I've read this resonance. It's like, hits home. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, we're, we're late. We're kindred spirits in that regard. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah, it's because 
It's like once you take like the first dive in or even just the first toe in the water, it's addicting. You just want to go head first and just stay there until you all pruny. Exactly. I've been writing jokes. Let me just see. Those are all, these are all jokes that I've written and little premises and stuff. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Just been just been going at it for a couple of weeks, and it's just been like I just want to do it. I want to get on stage. I want to do something. Oh yeah. And Imp- I think improv is. I'm kind of like I'm kind of I'm writing, but I'm not trying to do it yet. I want to. Mm. I want to go through improv. I want to get on the stage and see how it feels. I remember I, I told the story last week, but I'll just kind of go real quick. They had the jambalaya. Yeah. And I went on, and it was like I hope I bomb because if I bomb, I still want to do it. And I bombed, and I want to do you it. Still wouldn't I do still, it. Oh right? man, I was like, I can't wait to get back and like redeem myself. Not like I need to like I need to prove myself, but just like I want to do it. I want to get better. Reactions like- exactly. Yeah, because when you get up there, because I, I did, I did get a laugh, and I was oh, like, good. I was yeah. just like, it was like, you know, Ugh. I was like, oh man, it's it's addicting. That first <sighs> laugh you get on stage, that's just you, is just heroin. It's bright to the veins. It's it's like nothing else. Did you get a laugh on your uh, your sketch audition? I did. Yeah, I got a couple laughs. Uh, well, you want to be told? Go, I go, go over the sketch, okay? Go over the sketch. So. My sketch, it was really weird. It's really bad. It's definitely my worst sketch. No, no, no. But no. it's about this rapper called Tri-Tip. Oh, I love it already. And his, <laughs> and his best friend's named A1. Um, oh, shout out. I have a friend whose nickname's A1. Shout really? out to A1, yeah. Uh, I gave steak it, I sauce. Gave sauce. <laughs> um, but yeah, the sketch was just, uh, I think it was just a rap competition. Between Tri-Tip and A1? I think, yeah. Oh, man, what was it? I'm totally blanking on it right now. Because I I, I kind of repressed it. I was just like, ooh. Was it that bad? It's like, it's not that <clears throat> bad considering it was like the first sketch I tried writing. But it's bad now that I like know what a good sketch should feel kind of like. I mean, I'm still learning. So I, I don't really, I'm not like an end-all be-all by any means. But yeah, no, it was, I don't know why I'm totally blanking on the premise right My now. My first joke was about Applebee's. So really, I can't get. I covered that last week too. I can't. I can't. I can't really. You can't do worse than that. It's about having you know like hypotheticals. Mm-hmm. People like, who would you have dinner with? Anyone in the world who ever existed, right? And it's about like convincing that person that you don't want to get the two for twenty because oh. it's the best way to do it. But it's like. The way I, I kind of frame it is like they obviously really want to get it and you don't want to get it. Right. The pre- the, I think it's a good premise. It's just like it's it's terrible at the same time. Oh really? Yeah. yeah but it's, it's like it's like do you want to let Rosa Parks down? Like she <laughs> wants the Oriental chicken salad. Like come on man. Like don't be a dick. Just, just let her. Just get them. Get and you just like stand firm. Like no, I want to get this off menu steak or whatever. <laughs> See, it's it's ridiculous. But like right. And and that's actually one of the main topics I want to get into is who cares if it's stupid like. And I, this phrase is totally ripped from uh, Pete Holmes, but like, it's 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 kind of dictated how I live my life. Just green lights. Who cares if it's stupid? Just go with it. Just yeah. go with go with your shitty sketch about rappers. Go with the shitty joke about Applebee's. Just do it, and you'll learn and you'll get better. And it's like it's more fun. Like just laugh. It, it's it's silly, and the way I deliver it, it's better. Obviously, because I just kind of like gave it to you kind of monotone and just like explained it. But like if I gave it to you exactly how I did it, you would have chuckled and been like, oh, I understand why you think that's sort of funny it's obviously right. not the best because it's my first first thing but like get where you're coming from green get the lights premise. just just yeah. go just it, what what happens if you don't have any red lights what happens if you're not afraid oh this excuse me this light this light might turn yellow what do i do it's all green you're on the highway just yeah. go just what what happens when and i feel like that's something that a lot of people don't embrace and that was what i did when i was not doing comedy was just like i gave myself all these red lights and now that i'm, I'm giving myself green lights like i laugh more like i'll be walking and i'll say something ridiculous 
and yeah. I'll laugh. And I'm like, if I said that to another human person, they would just be like, they would be like, what's wrong with you? Why do I hang out with you? But it's just <laughs> right. like, it's funny to me. I laughed. That's I pushed my joy button. And I wanted to know like, if you thought about that or if that resonates with you. Yeah, no, that's 90% of the things I say with my friends um, that like aren't into like comedy. Not 99% of the things I say, they're like, Quentin, what the fuck are you, like, what are you saying? <laughs> or they're just, they're just like, shut up. They'll just be so exasperated. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I don't care. I think it's funny. It's funny. It's silly. It's silliness. Just yeah. like laughing. I can't remember. I had this... Oh, I wish I could. I'll think of one and I'll, I'll pull it out. It's just, it, they're all terrible. They're all terrible. I can't, I can't even, but, but I, but I do them and I love them and it makes me happy. And it's just like, I, I feel like with improv, it's all about green lights. Yes, ending mm-hmm. is a green light, basically. Yeah. It's like, oh, you said something and now I'm rolling with it. Like, if people did that in real life, it'd, I'd laugh more. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And like with improv, you can't second guess. Like, that's a big thing with, like, sketch writing and stuff like that is that you have to – there's a lot of, oh, is this joke going to work? Is it, like – is it going to sound right when some human actually says it? Does it play off the page? Stuff like that. But improv, it's just – you have to – Whatever it is. Right off the brain, Mm -hmm. right off the dome immediately. And that's that's kind of the fun of it, like – because I consider myself more of a writer as opposed to, like, an actor or anything like that. Although um, you 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 could do well acting, there's no there's well, no you. doubt about well, thank it. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I consider myself more in like just in that state of mind, and just like not being like not having to second guess like <clears throat> anything you say. It's so much so freeing. Exactly. Yeah. I wish I could write more. That's the thing. I've been struggling to write, and it's like I think I'm a funny guy, but like trying to because there's a lot of people who like they'll write from the stage or mm-hmm. they'll sit down and write, and like when I try to sit down and write. I, I I have to come up with a premise just in life. Mm. So, like, I like Applebee's sometimes. Right. And so, like, the two for 20 is, like, a big thing. Like, you think Applebee's, like, that's what it is. And that's, like, a thing there. So, like, boom, premise. There's, some, there's something there. And then someone brought up the hypothetical, and I'm, like, cross... Boom! It's not again. It's not the best joke. I'm not right. like, defending that joke, but it's it's a it's good, still, it's a good joke. example. It's, it's a joke. Like, so like what, like right, but it's fully fleshed out. It's on the first page. This is a, this is the whole joke, and there's a lot more to it. And I I also mixed impressions in, you know, right. like a JFK impression. And it's hard to think of people who use impressions that I can do that you'd also waste your hypothetical dinner on. Yeah. So I do a I do a pretty killer Jerry Seinfeld, but like. I wouldn't. He's still alive. I, there's still a chance I could have dinner with him, <laughs> right? And that that, that that's and kind he's of like. So I heard you. Uh, I can't do it, Jerry. So I'm. Uh, so I heard you. Uh, <laughs> like he just has this very deep bravado. <laughs> I just like to do it, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, when he complains. You know, like uh, what's the deal with the tune for twenty? You know, stuff like that. It's just right. it's ridiculous. But like, oh, I did that. I talked about it last episode. Just like green lighting that man. It's silly. It's fun. Like, and I want to ask you: Do you do any impressions? Do you have an impression that you oh, can do? Oh man. Uh, my impressions are just, like, so hit and miss. The thing about my impressions is that I'll do one without thinking about it. I'll just, like, say it, and I'll do it, and it sounds great. It sounds awesome. It's a really good impression. And I try to do it again, and it's lost. You gotta find your touchstone, man. You gotta find the word that gets you into character. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. I used to do, in high school, I had a decent (laughs) Obama. But that's like a, like the Fred Armisen kind of like yes. why are you impersonating Obama? But, but you know like that's Obama. Like yeah, you're doing it's Obama. like it sounds Obama. Like Cadence is there, but I can't do it anymore. But the the couple times I've been able to do it, my friend was like, just lean to Yogi Bear. I was like, what do you mean? He was just like, just say hey, boo boo. I was like, what do you mean, my fellow Americans? 
my fellow, nah, nah, I'm serious. Dude, green light, do it. Uh, my fellow Americans, picking uh, a basket. Like, <laughs> it, it, like, I lean more to that and suddenly it starts getting there. That's it's the very best. odd. Just trying to picture the former president of the United States just talking about picnic baskets. Uh, picnic basket. Oh, boo boo. Hey, boo boo. <laughs> Joe Biden's boo boo. Oh you, man, you nailed you nailed the the what is that word? Uh, that you nailed that. That's the gravel. Perfect. I don't know. It's just pause. Yeah, the pause. And you're doing you're doing the the hand motion. Very yeah, that well. was that was all I needed. I need the thumb over the four fingers. That that might be a, like a physical touchstone to get you into the point where you can reach the. Uh, I can't do it. I mean, I just did kind of it, but I can't, like, find the Obama, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? The grudge sound. Yeah, there's all... I, oh, that, that didn't have enough fun behind it. That was just air. <laughs> do you have <laughs> any other impressions? Not off, the, not, not, not off the top of my head. It's just always impressions that I can just suddenly slip into, and then they're gone. <clears throat> um, so speaking of impressions, that's a good transition. Who are some of your comedy heroes? Comedy heroes, for number one, by far, is definitely Donald Glover. Mm. He's the end all be all. I had, I had what him I wanted. written down as an idea I wanted to talk about. Actually, I think I wrote it on my phone. Continued. Donald yeah, Glover. he's like the end all. He's like the end all be all. Like what I want to be. Genius. As, like he does, see, he does music successfully, incredibly yeah. well. I'm a big fan, Donald Glover fan. Oh, I see. He uh, he's a writer for TV Atlanta. This this is a big thing. I don't know. I feel like he's done more. Yeah, he wrote for Thirty Rock. That's right, Thirty Rock. Yeah, That's right, right. Got he hired was, right out of college. He was still RAing. At NYU while writing for Thirty Rock, <clears throat> I did not at, know that. Yeah, at twenty one he got hired, and that's it's insane. Just like having such talent for being a writer and an actor, and a comedian. He did. He a had comedian. a special. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and maybe this is unpopular. His stand up was okay. Oh really? It was early, and it was just like. Um, I can't watch it now. I think mm. I've been too saturated with better stand-up, and I feel like if he worked on it more, he'd have better stand-up. Yeah. That's a good first special. Like, when you watch, like, other people's first special, you're like, oh, I like what they've come from. Mm. But he hasn't done anything since. And so yeah. I look at that one, and I'm like, he's so much better than that, I think is right. what it is. Like, he's grown up, and, like, if he were to do one now, I think it would be way better. It would be incredible. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That, that That's why I'm not the biggest fan, because I'm like, I expect more from Donald Glover. Right. Weirdo is my favorite comedy special. Actually. Oh, I just shit all over. No, it's fine. It's really fine. Like, I there are definitely better comedy specials out there, but for me, like, just his energy level and the way he mm-hmm. delivers jokes is yeah. kind of the where I want to be at. And and I will say this: he had solid premises throughout. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the kicks bit. Oh my god, that's I love that. Best. That's like the best bit I remember. That's the, that's the main bit. That and then the hobo phone call. Yeah, that was another one that was really good. Yeah, it's like, um, <laughs> oh man, I can't even do it, but it's, <laughs> and it's like, great. Oh, if you haven't seen it, you please. have to watch Weirdo. It's on, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Also YouTube, if you're that kind of person. <laughs> that likes, we don't have any of those listeners. Don't yeah, worry. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> Y'all kind of for Netflix. That was the thing I was thinking about. Cause I'm the, when I, when I hit this uh, renaissance, if I, I'm, I'll, you know, I'll just give it a word. I hit this renaissance of me. Uh, four things I wanted to do were improv. I wanted to do stand up. I wanted to do music. And I want to do improv. Did mm. I say improv already? Yeah. Podcast, that's the fourth one. And so, obviously, I'm not Donald Glover. Like, no one is arguing that right. point. But the idea of doing a lot, do you ever... And, and you, I don't know what else you're into. It, it, you, before I get into this question, is there anything else that you do other than sketch and improv? Uh, and for, writing? like, interesting things, no. <laughs> for, like, like projects, creative projects. Creative projects, no. <clears throat> that's about it. I want to start getting into music. I might start doing that, like, next year. But what do you we'll play? See. 
I don't play anything. It'd mostly be like electronic Writing. stuff, like electronic stuff. try and make some beats, things of that nature. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Okay, so the 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 thought I had when I was thinking about doing this podcast was spreading yourself too thin. Like mm-hmm. Donald Glover hasn't had time to do stand up because he just released A Week in My Love and he had Atlanta. Yeah. And then he had 30 Rock and then he had uh Because the Internet in 2000, 2005 or camp it was camp that's what it was but like he's had all these projects and like I, I kind of worry like oh if I spend too much time playing music I'm not putting enough time into comedy and yeah if, like, if I don't go to all these improv shows and learn and, and devote myself like I look at like Pete Holmes Pete Holmes is my biggest hero mm. right now because I, I listen to his podcast regularly and I just see his struggle as a person trying to become a better person and so like uh, one of the things that he kind of did was just he devoted himself to comedy, mm-hmm. mostly improv and stand-up, but I don't think that there's too much difference of kind of doing that. Because if you're on stage performing, like, you need to kind of be able to improv. And, like, he writes from stage. That was one of the things. So, like, mm-hmm. he's on stage and he's writing and he's, like, coming off things. So, like, he devoted himself to one specific area, and I'm in three different areas. Yeah. I mean, a podcast is just sitting down with a friend and talking about different things. That's not that big a deal. And music, I'm just, I'm, at this point, I'm not, I'm not good enough to write, so I'm mostly just playing covers. Which is super fun, mm. but like the idea. Well, let's say I was more talented at this, and let's say I like I was writing music and I was like trying to make an album, and then I was doing a podcast and I was like hitting doing something that's not more difficult than just sitting and talking about bullshit. Right. Like, do you do you do you resonate with that? Do you have thoughts about that? Yeah, all the time. I'm always like, sh- am I putting my time where it is gonna like? Am I putting my time in the right places? Like, I, I think about that a lot. Like, sh- like when I'm just, like, sitting and I'm, like, watching, like, Netflix or I'm, like, watching a stand-up special or I'm, like, even just, like, playing video games, I'm, like, is this time I should be taking to, like, write or is this time I should be doing just, like, practicing deliveries or practice improvising and stuff like that. And that goes through my mind so much. Like, where 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 am I going to best put my time and where is that going to best strengthen me as a performer, as this, as that? And I don't know. Uh, I still struggle with that. I, I just, at this point, I'm like, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Self-indulgence. Try, yeah. Absolutely. I just try no, not I've, to I've been subscribing it. to the idea. And I think the, the key is, is when you find, when you find that, like, going to improv or, or, or sitting down and writing comedy or whatever it is, like, once that's something that you want to do, oh, sorry, once, once that's something that you want to do, like, that's when you do your best work. Like, I've been... I've been playing a lot of music lately. Just covers. Just trying to get more comfortable with the instrument. I've been mm. playing for eight years, but, like, I still... I, there's so many things I, I still can't do, and it's just like, let's just play. Let's just have fun. Let's enjoy this. And that way, you know, I'm putting good energy into this. And if I sit down and decide to write, then I have good energy. Right. If I decide to write stand-up, I have, I'm in a funny place. And, like, I think that, especially watching stand-up or enjoying improv or whatever, like, that's... you. I mean, to a degree, you have to worry about copying. But, like, the first couple of years that you do stuff, you're yeah. going to copy. I've talked about that at length over the past two episodes. But just, like, you're going to copy, and it's it's okay. As long as you don't steal and not become make it your own eventually, like, you're good. Yeah. Like, do, do your thing. And, like, watching stand-up, like, I... Not only do I want to do it more, but like I learn more, and I'm like I'm I, I'm thinking about it more, and like that that's why I'm one of the big things because I um I did a I, I also make YouTube videos with my friend Tom, mm-hmm. and we do video game videos, and then we try to be silly, and like we we first started and we were very strict about our schedule, and it was kind of strangling, smothering. It was too much. It was yeah. not it was not good. So like 
we we stopped doing it. We needed a break. I kind of was going through a breakup and like I had a lot of stuff going on and I just kind of took some time for me. And then I was like, we haven't really gotten back into it yet. We love making them, but like editing them and setting a strict timeline is just really difficult to maintain. So like with jokes is like I wrote, I went, I went, I went ahead. I, ca- I carried this with me everywhere I go, and I just wrote right. I had one page of just premises. Yeah. And so one day I was at a friend's house. They were making dinner, and I just sat down and I just expanded on them because I had the time. I was like, she was listening to a podcast, and I was just like expanding. I was like, this is great. This is something that I want to do at this moment, and and. That that's kind of what I'm getting to is like not putting the pressure on yourself to deliver something, just doing yeah. it, just doing it when you want to, just having fun with it. And I think that that's kind of what you're what you're trying to do. Mm. Maybe you haven't actualized that thought, but like sitting down and saying like, I feel like playing video games, so I'm just going to play video games. I feel like doing nothing, or I, you know what, I am feeling like I want to like work on that sketch. Yeah, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, I'm never like, oh, I'm gonna write a sketch today. It's it's usually moment by moment, like something funny has to come to me. Like, I can never just, like, stare at a blank, blank blank piece of paper, blank document, whatever, and just, like, make something funny. Like, something just has to... Premise like, has to come in. to you. You yeah. have to see something in real life and say, that's what I'm going to write about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. or just, like, something random. Like, oh, that... I don't, I don't even know. Fart nuggets. I don't know. <laughs> Shit. That would, I can... I mean, I think that that would be a fun thing to do, like... If you're hanging out with someone, like, let's just say random words and let's see if we can think of a sketch. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I can think of a sketch like uh, you're at uh, McDonald's and, oh, see, I can't. <laughs> I, but, but I tried to imp- yeah. improvise in something. But, like, I, if I had to keep going, I could. I'm not going to. Right. For choice because that's a silly. That's, that's, that, that's silly and I just, like, I don't want to. <laughs> I feel like I feel the pressure to do it after talking about green lights. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and proceed. So, so you, you go to McDonald's. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you jump in on this. Okay. You go to McDonald's and you order nuggets, and then the person you're with says, "This is where I pass it to you." Oh man, these fucking chicken nuggets. These taste like fart nuggets. <laughs> hey, Mickey D, man, what the hell are you doing with these goddamn nuggets? <laughs> Sir, no, sir, don't get your manager. I'm speaking to you. You took my order. Back me up here. I'm, 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 uh, come on, I'm screaming about fart nuggets in this goddamn McDonald's, and you're just sitting there with a very appalled look on your face. Everyone looks appalled in this goddamn restaurant. I don't know why I was picturing us in drive-through. What is the log you go for that? See, green lights. That was yeah. something that made me laugh. That brought and and somebody will listen to that and they will laugh at the absurdity. And it was funny and it was a terrible sketch. That's the worst yeah, sketch awful. ever. But because it was improvised, it suddenly makes it a little. It was just silly. It was just to me. It was fun. I love. I laugh at work all the time. I send a podcast. Mm. Just like be silly. Green lights. Boom. See. And I mostly what happened there was. I greenlighted myself, and then I was like, green light, go! And you're just like, ah, I'm like, shit, okay. And I think if you wrote that down and told someone about that monotone, they'd be like, I gotta go. I, gotta take <laughs> like, off. I don't know you. Exactly. Um, oh man, I'm so distracted by Fort Nuggets. Actually, chicken nuggets are my favorite thing at McDonald's, and everyone gives me shit when I'm right. Really? Is it because of, like, supersize me? Is that why? Oh, I don't know. Because I think... <clears> no, I no, because it's like they're made of, like, chicken bits or whatever. Oh, okay, yeah. That, they, so. They're delicious. They are good. And I, I think now they changed the recipe. They're not as good as they used to be when that was the oh chicken bits. God. Now Back it's when I was 13, rubber. 
I used to go to Florida and my grandma would buy me like chicken nuggets all mm-hmm. the time. Not all the time. That sounds bad. We would go like every week or something right. and I'd get like a 20 piece. And like they were like dark meat. The mm-hmm. good stuff? Yeah. That's what you're talking about. And then they changed it to be healthier. And that's yeah, now like, it's, it's like 100% white meat, and it's just rubber now. It's not the same. I mean, the whole appeal was kind of the skin anyways. I'll still eat it. I'll still eat it. Yeah, I'll still eat it. There's I mean, two for 25, you get a, get a six-piece nugget, double cheeseburger. You can get a 20-piece meal for five bucks, for five bucks, five ninety-nine with plus tax for the I meal. Even that, it's so... <clears throat> It's too cheap not that, to eat. That's a secret menu item. That's not on the menu. But you ask for a twenty piece. Well, the twenty piece. Yeah. yeah, it's a ten piece, and it's like five dollars, and the twenty piece is five ninety nine. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm busting the shit wide open. Dang. Everybody, saw- <laughs> he's got the he's got the McDonald's facts. <laughs> he's blowing the lid wide McDonald's open facts. on this. Okay, so heroes, Donald Glover, number one. Yeah. Number two. Number two. Uh, it's like. Aziz Ansari is getting there to, for me. Like, I'm not, like, that huge a fan, but I respect the hell out of him. He's, like, he's, and it's the same kind of thing as, like, uh, it's like Donald Glover, just, like, where you started and where you ended up. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of starting on with Young Giant, that weird sketch show on MTV. I have been wanting to see it. I've heard, because I, I listened to a podcast with Paul Shear and with mm-hmm. Aziz, and they both talked about it. I'm just yeah. like, I need to watch this, obviously. Yeah, it's... It, I think you can find some on YouTube. I don't know sure, where sure. else to find it, but it's really funny. It's and then so he, weird. He jumped out from there. was it? Is Young the Giant? Yeah, was it was a Young Giant. I young think. Giant. So he jumped from that to Parks and Rec, and they stopped doing that. I yeah. know that for sure. Yeah, and then Parks and Rec, and then now <laughs> Master of None is just this crazy. No spoilers. I haven't finished season two still. Oh, you haven't? Okay, no spoilers. Also, no people, spoilers. I don't, I don't know who listens, but if they haven't watched it, they'll probably be pissed. Yeah, but do watch it. Let's do watch that show. Take this recommendation. It is it's an amazing so good. show. Season one, I watched season one. Season one was amazing. Season one was par- honestly, Master Dumb was part of the inspiration behind doing the things I want to do. Like really? I thought about, I'm contemplating a move. Like why? Am, I've always wanted to live in a big city. Why? Mm. What am I waiting for? Right. It's I'm like, 20, why I'm not 25 do years it? old. Like, come on, man. Mm. Yeah, Master the same Nine. thing happened with one of my best friends. He watched season one and like the whole pear tree analogy, saw that or plum tree, something like that, and how it's like if you extend yourself and you don't, you know, grab the fruit while you can, you're just gonna end up a bare tree. Exactly. And yeah, he saw that and it like changed his like outlook. He was like, oh my god, I gotta, I got need to start doing like comedy because him and I were kind of in the same boat. We always wanted to do it. <coughs> didn't really know how but then just like that it's like all right when we get in college we got to start you know got to start moving some wheels start uh moving and grooving but season two didn't have like a big like oh this is what i want to do but it's like yeah it, i want to make something like that season one was incredibly inspirational i don't i definitely don't see season two following that trend it, mm-hmm. it's more of like the story which is great fine but season one had the inspirational bit in yeah. it just like i can't i can't talk about it I can't. How about this? We'll talk about it for 30 seconds, and then you can skip ahead if you haven't seen it. But basically, he, he goes, he, he's dating this girl, and then he decides to go to Italy to learn how to make food, pasta. And even though the relationship was going really well, he just realized he wanted to do the thing he always wanted to do. And that was kind of my thought process. Like, I've always wanted to live in, like, New York or Philadelphia or just a big city. And so, like, I'm going to go to Philadelphia with a friend of mine. But, like, doing, going and doing what you want to do, that's the thing. That's, that's the message. Like, what are you waiting for? Like, live your life. Green lights, boom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's super, and just like the way it's directed and written, so unlike anything else on TV. So it's, it reminded me a lot of like Louie 
and just like so ambient and just kind of like quiet and slow. Real, more real. Be. Yeah, very like super grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with like Atlanta, despite its like surreal moments. It's still one of the most grounded shows on TV. Yeah, those are, those are all shows that I've enjoyed. Uh, what I have seen, those are all really good shows. Yeah, I love them. It's just all that stuff. It's like I can really respect someone who's able to show run because that's it's. I, I can't even begin to think. Oh, you'll like, get there. You will get there. I'm convinced that you will. Fingers crossed. Yeah, you got it. Um, did you see Aziz's uh, Madison Square Garden? Mm-hmm. Incredible. Yeah. So good. Oh my god. I mean, look. All of Aziz's stand-up is amazing. And if you haven't listened to his episode with Pete Holmes... I haven't. One, I talk about it because it was one of the most... And like Listening to Pete Holmes' podcast was also a big inspiration for me of doing things. Like, listening to that, that podcast was like... I, I My criticism is I felt like Aziz was mostly defending himself. Like, mm. trying not to look like a guy because he's a, he's a superstar. Yeah. So you kind of have to be careful how you represent yourself. And a lot of the thing... The appeal of Pete's show is just be vulnerable, be yourself, like... Open up about anything, and yeah. so like Aziz kind of felt kind of guarded. But like one of the things I talked about was just like that. W- that was good for me. Was just like ball out. People take notice. Like don't don't try to impress people. Just do it for you. And like yeah. that was kind of a big thing. But like very inspirational. And like he's built all these great sets. Like the the specials are all good. The you know, Tom Haverford and like I don't remember his name on Master of None. But like everything Aziz has done is incredible. So he definitely is deserving. And, and it really does fit. I don't know how much he, I think he did write a lot on Master of None. I think, I don't think yeah, he did the he story. Wrote, he wrote a fair deal of the episodes. And so, I think directed one or two of them. So, so yeah, that totally fits with, with what kind of hero you're going for. Give me a third round out of your top three. Oh man. Louis C.K. Easily. Oh, Louis, Louis I mean, started writer and he didn't start doing stand up till the late forties, right? Yeah. I know. Okay. Sorry. He did. I've or, seen, I've seen, there's a video of him cause he's done stand up for a long time, but he didn't get big until his late forties. Yeah. Like he started in the eighties. He came up with like, have you seen Mark pictures Marin of him older? And, what was that? Have you seen pictures of him younger? Mm-mm. Doesn't, oh, wait, doesn't look like the same yeah. guy at all. Yeah, I know. It's so weird. It's just so baby faced. <sighs> it doesn't, it looks like the, just not the same person. Yeah. But yeah, no, like in the eighties, it was like him, Silverman, like Mark Marin were all doing, were all like big, like TV, eighties comedians, and like they were kind of on that like rise, and they all kind of like came up together. But yeah, he was yeah he was mostly writer. He what was it like Ben Stiller show? And I honestly Chris I don't Rock. know Louis' credits, but like again, you wanting to be a writer that fits. Yeah, that fits. And just like is. respecting the hell out of like how he wants to do a thing and he's like this i'm doing it my way and i think that speaks to like all three of them it's just like they have a very distinct vision and they see it it's fully realized and it's very them it's like nobody else you can look at that and be like that is unlike anything else it's super original super you i also feel like a common thread is none i feel, and, and i don't know but i feel like none of them compromised who they were yeah for anything yeah none of them really like changed anything they never became like softer or like harder for any particular reason they were always doing what felt right for them louis always did what he wanted to do aziz seems like he's doing what he wants to do and i feel like there's not like especially listening to that podcast like he doesn't he doesn't compromise he's not going to do like best week ever if he doesn't want to do it and then uh obviously donald glover's doing what he wants to do yeah with atlanta and like his new album which i love and i feel like a lot of people were expecting more of the same yeah I, Were you, did you have you listened? Do you like it? Yeah, I love Awaken My Love. That was definitely one of my the top albums of last year. Uh, as soon as like Me and Your Mama dropped as the first single, and I heard it was just, like not a rap album, I was like, okay, let give me something weird. 
and like just that was like the weirdest like funk electronica yeah. rock hybrid and i was like i'm i'm game i'm down for whatever he's got oh, and then redbone yeah. dropped it <laughs> changed my life uh, it didn't change my life but it's just an incredible song it's a fucking good song absolutely yeah. Absolutely. And then I just love the entire album. Save for, like, California still hasn't quite grown on me that much. Mm-hmm. It's just so goofy. <laughs> I think the thing... So goofy. I'm, I've been in a weird place with music lately where I've just been latching on to songs that, like, really speak to me mm. with lyrics or, like, emotion or something. So, like, I haven't finished Awaken My Love. I've gotten about halfway through it. Right. And I like... I mean, I... There's obviously a difference between I like and respect everything you're doing, and this appeals to me very much so. But yeah. like, I like everything that's on that record. Yeah. Yeah, get a little closer. Oh my bad. <laughs> not, not that close, but not, not this close. Not this close. About a foot away. You were just like leaning back, like oh yeah, yeah I'm just good. like ah whatever. <laughs> you guys can turn up your volumes. <laughs> this hear me really loud. Everyone, I, I have, I'm, a, I'm notorious in my group of friends for being the loudest person. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I wouldn't. You wouldn't strike me as that. As I wouldn't. Hmm. No, you seem like very not not like quiet necessarily, but just more. You know, I'll take a moment. No, I think take, about what I have I to say. I take no moments. Oh gosh, that's funny. People, right. <laughs> I'm. I think because a lot of the people I play with them are more quiet and reserved. Mm-hmm. I have to. I I choose to take the opposite track to bring out more. Right. And just like kind of outlandish at times. Fun. I'm not like I'm not. Yeah, I don't think like, I'm obnoxious. You're not screaming through the streets. Sometimes I'm a little obnoxious. I don't know. My friend Tom's about to release. I went to his house and we played mm-hmm. video games all night, and yeah. we were both drunk. He's about to release like drunk highlights of that. Oh, so man. like, that's. I think I think I got pretty obnoxious during that. So <laughs> that's like, fine. That, that is me is my peak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the best. That's, okay, so I wanted to ask you, sketch writing improv. Do you have, and you said you don't have really any other projects. You're thinking about doing music one day. Yeah. Yeah, just because I, I like, it's mostly because I just started writing raps. <laughs> just like, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be like a rapper or anything. But you write but raps, you write lyrics. Or like lyrics that work as raps, mm-hmm. I suppose. Uh, like some sweet 16s. Nothing I'm willing to drop right here. No, right no, now. no, no. I would, but, I wouldn't put that kind of pressure on you. But yeah, just like that's um, interesting that, that that's something that you are doing. Like, yeah, that's to me that's like the hardest thing is writing. Like, I I try to I I tried to write since I was you know angst ain't really angsty you know, as a teenager, like fifteen, like writing and like I've come I I feel like as I look back I'm like that's a good line. Everything else is terrible. Right. And so the way I write now is I just live life and eventually a line will come to me and I'll write mm-hmm. it down. I'm like, that's a good line. Yeah, that's the way to go about it. Um, one <laughs> big thing I learned, I learned from this uh, comedy festival we went to uh, as a group down in North Carolina. We got to work with a couple uh, like established comedians. Um, couldn't tell you their names. They're not that established, but they're they're writing, they're working, and they're they had some good stuff to say, but like... One thing to do is just, like, when you think of something funny, if you have a solid premise, write down everything funny you can about it, and then, like, a lot of the details will find themselves. Uh, Like, if, like, you're trying to think of a sketch, but you don't know how to get from, like, point A to point B, write everything funny about point B and point A, and then usually you'll find a bridge. Yeah, you'll find a natural bridge to get there. And that's... This, This is such a good transition. Keep going, keep going. Okay, yeah, and then that's some of the things you have to do with, like, like stand up too. It's like it's like oh, I know this good bit. Just like write down everything that's funny about that bit. Uh, it's been at least my uh, my uh, experience with it. 
just write down everything funny about the bit and the story, how to tell that story will kind of work itself out. It'll kind of, you'll figure it out. That's interesting. So, so what you're saying is like when I was talking about like, I have, I have 20 good lines. Now I can make, I can bridge this together to make yeah. a song or a rap. Yeah. And sometimes it's a lot of like Frankensteining. It's just like, oh, I have these really funny lines. I don't know how to work them in. As long as they're like, you're not just like, and oh, all, and all, and also, I mean, realistically, you can sing about anything. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in, in to take a pop song, like the words don't have to make sense. Like, yeah. my one of my favorite lyricists, like he just writes like lines, and it's just like, you, you look at them and you're like, these don't make sense at all. Right. And maybe there's a common theme, and maybe it makes sense to him, but just like again. Putting this pressure on yourself to do something that you don't need to do, like just write and then, like, like you said, just put it together and it'll work out. Yeah, yeah, and that that's like that. It definitely helps get over that like mental hurdle of oh, I can't make a fully fleshed sketch or anything. It's like, but you can say funny things, mm-hmm. and you can you can think write down char- funny things. Yeah, you can write down funny things. You can think of like a funny character, think of a funny situation. Just put that there, and then. See where it goes. Play with it. Like, break it. Are you implying that you need to give yourself some some green lights? I mean, now I am. (laughs) I've I've been doing that that. slowly. Yeah, from, like, sophomore year. Throughout my sophomore year, there was a lot of, like, oh, figuring out, like, oh, I don't need to worry too much about, like, some nitty, like, the nitty gritty. I worry too much about the finished product. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll write something, and I'm like, "That, that would never make a finished product, and I'll just cross everything out. Right. But realistically, I just expand on it. Something yeah, might come you just out. You never in, know what will happen. Yeah, because there's so many just, like, creators and artists that will say, like, oh, I had this great idea when I was, like, 18 or 19. It was shit, but I just held on to that one good fragment of an idea. Mm-hmm. Just thought about it for years, and just, like, it became something amazing. Like, Edgar Wright, for example, he had the idea for Baby Driver. His ever since his first music video, which is very kind of, it's Who's, that, who's like Edgar it. Wright? Edgar Wright, he's a British director. He made the Cornetto trilogy, which is like Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and uh, what's the last one? The World's End. Mm-hmm. He also made Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Okay. So he, Amazing movie. he had the idea for Baby Driver for years and years and years. Oh, yeah, for so long. And then, like, he finally, finally was able to do it. Yeah. I've, and I've heard that, that a lot in, like, other artists, too. Just, like, I, I had this, like, really good idea it wasn't all there but i just like held on to it so i think there's a lot of credit just like if you think of something good just like put it somewhere you can find it again because you never know when you'll be able to use it that's that's so that's such an interesting thought it's just like and and you would never get to the idea if you just cross it out like this yeah is exactly you're just like oh this won't work in a sketch well it might not but it might work in like a stand-up bit it might work twenty somewhere in, in else. two to ten years you yeah. never know when you could pull that out having that in your arsenal yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, it might work in a script, it might work in this, that. That's so interesting because I feel like there are so many things. I can think of like several things that I've just held on to for years and like maybe one day, maybe one day for old, for old me, I can find a place for that. Right. It's like, I can put you somewhere. <laughs> I got a place for you. <sighs> Writing. You just talked a lot about your creative process. Is that, is that, does that pretty much flesh out the entirety of, let's, let's say, let's focus on your current sketch current sketch current sketch current sketch process obviously it's summer so you have time before you have to get into a place where you're writing real quick just to kind of are you guys doing monthly shows or so we usually do about monthly shows lasting anywhere from an hour an hour and a half um and that 
usually depends. Usually we try to have like one video. We're going to try to have like one video sketch in each show, but it's mostly just an hour of stage and just filling that out. Um, yeah. So you'll be writing month to month. Okay. That makes that, that sounds good. Um, so uh, one thing that I love to get into and I feel like helps me to affect my creative process is your creative process. So you got a month, you go back to school, what's to say September 1st, you got to show October 1st. Yeah. Obviously there is a time limit and the, and at some point in your creative endeavors, it's going to stop being about let's have fun and it's going to start being about, all right, you got to deliver a product. Yeah. And it has to be good and I understand that, but we need this product. How do you, how do you, first of all, how do you approach that without letting it affect your writing negatively and then how do you just generally try to approach it oh man so usually it's like there usually be like a couple ideas floating around at least at the beginning of the year but let's say like totally blank slate i got nothing um we learned a process where sometimes you just look at the news just like read reddit read you know whatever like news conglomerate you want find something weird find something interesting see if you can spin it in any sort of way that that was another process we learned down in uh, North Carolina at that fest. It just like find find a story, find a find another story within it, and just like start throw everything at the wall, start like naming funny things, and you can go from like having nothing to like a full sketch in like an hour. It's it's I mean, it's really yeah, it weird. Makes sense. It seems like if you're smart people who are interested in, it, you could flush out an idea. Yeah. And it's and that's just like one of many ways of like, maybe to get started. Yeah, you know, to get first, started. First time. I mean, I'm 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 gonna get in the right. You get in the writers' room. You're like, let's just get some. Let's get something on paper. Let's start with this, and then let's hear some ideas. Let's get some ideas on the board, and then let's see if we can really really expand on something. Yeah, I, I guess when when you put a bunch of brains together that are like minded, it's a lot. It's a little bit easier to like. It is. It's do stuff like that. Like. Because I was, because the other thing I was thinking of is having some, just having someone else to bounce off of, bounce your ideas off of, and for them to bounce their ideas off you, uh, that is super, super integral to like the whole writing process. Sometimes I'll have nothing but just talking with someone, just having a bit of back and forth can generate so many ideas. Mm-hmm. Like it's ridiculous. Just like, all right, not even like saying we're going to improvise right now or anything. Just like do a bit, have a back and forth, and all of a sudden you're like. Oh my god, that's a character, that's a story, that's a situation, that's... Yeah. yeah. And just doing that over and over again with, like, different people, because you can, like, find different things when you're doing that with different people, which is kind of the benefit of having, like, a group, a group of different writers who have... We generally have the same, like, comedic taste, but we all have, like, different... Backgrounds. Yeah, we all have different backgrounds, different, like, styles of writing, what different like ways of how we present our funny um yeah so just doing that just bouncing off people really that was one of the things i was most excited about doing improv i thought even if i suck at improv and i never want to do it again i hope to meet like-minded people who i you can hang out with and you can go to a show with and just have fun and do bits and mentally grow and just have fun laugh i don't laugh enough you don't. Yeah. the world doesn't laugh enough that's that's a little flighty, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. I laughing. mean, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. If we all just, like, laughed. I feel like if everyone if everyone in the world, like, smoked pot, 
<laughs> It'd be fun. Like, I'm not even that, like, I'm not a pothead or anything. But, I, like, if everyone just smoked pot, it'd be fine. Like, if Trump, like, just, like, chilled out and had a J. Imagine the world. Imagine everyone wearing a MAGA hat just, like, sparked up. <laughs> They'd be fine. They wouldn't be, like... That That could go That could go one of two ways. Let's be honest. That could go, <laughs> could that go, could go positively. That could go extremely negatively. Yeah, they could get reefer madness and just go insane. <laughs> Because that's very real. I just try to picture, like, like Donald Trump, like, getting really into it. And, like, he starts wearing, like, reggae-style ties and, like, just, like, just like chilling out. Like, wants to turn with some dreads. The dreads. Yeah, yeah. The, the golden blonde dreads. Oof. Just imagine, like, the pothead kid you knew in, in, like, high school who just loved it and wanted to be that, like, carrying, like, hemp. Shit. Like, Donald Trump is now that person. Oh, man. That would be insane. Would be I'm insane. waiting because, like... I'm waiting for some, like, stoner politicians. To, yeah, I'm sure we'll get there very soon. Mm-hmm. This is obviously a tangent. But, mm-hmm. uh, you yeah, know, I'm sure we're going to get, like, stoner, like, sec- like, not secretaries, like, senators, representatives. We kind of already are, but the, it's the, especially as, like, the baby boomer kind of generation. There's somebody in Minnesota who's a stand-up comedian. Really? I don't. I remember my friend, the friend was to a podcast. Oh, wait, Al Franken? Yeah, Al Franken. Yeah, Al Franken. He does something. Yeah, I'm, he's. I'm I want to say he's a senator. Yeah, I used to write for SNL. Used mm-hmm. to be on SNL. Do a lot of drugs. Did a lot of that, drugs. He's he's the beginning of that movement you're talking about. Yeah, oh, and just like eventually, will it won't be a thing. Well, I mean, a lot of people in government already do drugs. That's but but not the fun drugs. Not the fun ones. Not it's usually ones. like coke and pills. Just like pills and crazy <laughs> like opiates and stuff that'll make your skin crawl. But like. If everyone just if you were forced to hop if Snoop is like all right I'm taking I'm taking over let's let's get this shit going Let, let's settle some shit I mean he might That'd he be, might that would be fun like, the that, Rock is that, running for that's president. a premise right there is the Rock actually gonna run he's been saying it he's I mean if one reality TV star can do it and apparently he also said like he's got a committee going is he more of a liberal he's he was Republican but I think is he like a liberal Republican I think he's more moderate but um. I, I think he's kind of, if you had his call like it'd be, like, like, more libertarian. Like, he's pretty socially liberal, but, like, I think he's In favor more of gay marriage. Yeah. Okay, so... I, I figure that that's a really good benchmark to figure out if you would, if you would like somebody. Mm. I feel like that's a good stuff. Yeah, it's like, as long as you're fine... I don't with, mean like, to alienate anybody, but just, like, I feel like that's, like, if you're just hateful or if you just, like, don't want people to be happy that aren't you, like... I probably don't care about you very much. Right, exactly. Or wouldn't. Like, if you can at least have that baseline, like... You're probably not going to do too much damage. Yeah. But like, I mean, I even know. Zuckerberg is talking about running for president. Okay, this is this is. I mean, on one hand, my first reaction was this is getting out of hand. But then my second reaction was, well, I mean, rather them than just like old politicians who just like whatever. Like, yeah, if Donald wasn't an asshole and a terrible person, like, like The Rock, I feel like The Rock would be a good president. Yeah, it's weird. Like, he wouldn't be a good politician. He'd be a cool president he'd be like a great figurehead like like obama was a great president yeah like the whole like every time you see the post like no scandals like yeah and he was cool and he was funny like aziz has a bit about meeting obama and obama was just ragging on him the whole time like that's <laughs> hilarious so i picture like yeah the rock would be a good representative in that fashion yeah and then i'd try to picture like yeah i mean politics is going to be politics and you're gonna have to make tough decisions but like yeah, I'm not. I'm not well versed enough to talk, but I feel like The Rock would be somebody who I'd be like, yeah, I'm into it. I mean, I'm into. I'm into hearing more. Let's put it that way. Right. 
Yeah, that's the thing, though. It's like, I'm interested to hear more, but the last time I was interested to hear more, he, he rode that all the way into the presidency. <clears throat> yeah. Just like, because these, I don't know, it was a meme. His his run was a meme. Yeah. And then it just ran out of control. It, it got too big. Yeah, it got, the meme got too big. I think, well, once everybody knew what a meme was. It was too late? It was too late. <laughs> I feel, I'm, I feel like that... If if you express that opinion as someone who knows what politics are, they're just like, what is wrong with you? It's like, but, what? like, I feel like that's the thought that I had the whole time. I'm just like, I'm glad somebody else shares my yeah. ridiculous idea. Yeah, because, I mean, because uh, everyone that wasn't taking him seriously was like... The, I thought there was no chance. I thought, no way. Yeah. And it was, it was the winner. The winner came out of the Democratic side. No matter who won the primary, Bernie or Hillary, like... They're not only a guaranteed a much better option, but like there's no way. And then, whoops, oops. I remember, I remember election night. I was just playing games. I'm like, okay, well, this will be over soon. And then, like, you know, and then it wasn't. It was an all night endeavor. I was like two. It was two in the morning when I think they finally called it. And I just like, I was so dejected. I was so just hurt because yeah, the thing is, is like when you. Treat someone as a joke, and but give them the platform to say their entire set, essentially. Mm-hmm. And people are going to be like, "That's, I agree with that, actually. I also want to say that the our big problem, because I feel like this is important to say, isn't necessarily Republicans. Yeah. It's it's Donald Trump and all the terrible things that come with him. Right. It's, I mean, just to kind of, again, take away all the terrible things, sexual assault, all, all, all again, all the terrible things. Mm. He's a person, like, fine, whatever, like. But it, it's your actions that make us just hate you. Yeah, like the whole like grab her by the pussy thing. Right. That the should that should that that should be enough. There it, should be no more discussion. Yeah, it would have been. But then Kami, oh, like everybody loves Kami, and I do too. But Komi, Kami, I call him Kami. I honestly I have like no funny. idea who you're talking about. Oh well, he was the he was former FBI director. Oh, but okay, he okay, tipped, okay. right after the grabber by the pussy thing, he he was like, "We are investigating the emails," and then that, and then <sighs> that huge like ten twelve point lead that she had for that little window was gone, and then obviously, yeah, you know, it led to here, but you know, it's neither here nor there anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of stuck, and it's just like my friend has his bot. Um, every time Donald Trump tweets. The bot responds to his tweet with how long he has left in presidency. Really? And so, obviously, at this point, he's guaranteed one term. Like, what's talking factually, he has legally at this time, he has three years and however yeah. long. So, the, the reply is that every single, like, half of the replies to the bot tweet are like, you mean seven years, right? <laughs> so Gosh. funny. I'm just like, let's just, let's just let's, relax. Let's, let's just, just take it easy. Let's just, let's take it one day at a time. Because a lot, I mean, I hear a lot of things like, oh, he's about to get impeached. And I'm just like, I don't. I'm. I'm. I think because it's so depressing, I have to stay out of it. Otherwise, it's just like, why am I subjecting myself to terrible things? Let's yeah. just let's just go to the coalition and watch watch let the just, Let me show. just forget about the world. Try as best as I can to forget yeah. about the reality that is the joke that is our president. Yeah, I, I was never really into politics, but this presidency just made me. Yeah, I I, I, I got into like, I got, I was into the primary. I was I supported Bernie. Mm. I felt yeah, Bernie bro. Yeah, Bernie bro. And people kind of look down on that. And it's just like Hillary would be a much better president. I just feel like Bernie Sanders was the person who I was supporting, mm. and that's who I was into. And so like 
you know, it is what it is. And I voted for Hillary in the general election, so, like, fine, do your thing. But, like, yeah, I was a Bernie, I was a Bernie supporter, and from the initial, you know, pri- the, the whole primary process, I was into it. Yeah. And then it was, like, there's no need for me to be into it anymore because I know who I'm voting for. Like, why right. would I listen to anything anyone has to say other than the memes, other than the sillies on yeah. the front page or whatever? Just, like, yeah. After that point, I was just, like, no, thank you. Like, right. It's like, I kind of want to stay out of this. What's I've the, heard. What's the point? About, it's all terrible. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I know, I know no matter what, like if, it, like if someone came to me and said, you need to make a decision based on this, like, I know exactly where I'm going to go. It's like, I know which way. I'm going to go to my side and I'm just like, it's, it's terrible. So like, yeah, just subjecting myself to it, it's just like, yeah, I'm sure that there are some laughs, but it's just a lot of like sadness. It is. And the thing was, is like, I was so exhausted come November 7th. I was just tired. Because mm-hmm. oh, it was such yeah. a nasty, vile election cycle, like none Not other. Good. It was so long, it was just never-ending. Because I remember Jon Stewart, like, the day his last show was, was, like, the first Republican, uh, like, talk. It was the primary. He tried tried to hand it over to Trevor Noah. Yeah, it was, like, his first primary, it was the first primary debate, and that was Jon Stewart's last day. And from then on, it just felt like forever. It's like, Jon Stewart, I miss you. Oh, I think you ended the world <laughs> by ending your show. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I just had this thought, and I feel like maybe it's stupid, but like, what if he hadn't left? Maybe it, more people would have watched the show and been voted differently. Maybe. Yeah, I don't. It's and it's crazy because not too long ago, not too I, maybe two or three years before his show ended, he was the most trusted news mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. figure. I thought that was insane, but. Yeah, it, it was true. Cause big, you, big, I, I watched the Don Stewart show, the show. Yeah, I, I loved it. I loved like I haven't watched much of Trevor Noah. Not a big fan. Uh, He's doing Tre- his do best. Do your thing, Trevor. But just you, you have the biggest shoes to fill. Yeah, and that was the thing. I knew like no matter what. There's no, there's would. no John Stewart. There's no Stephen Colbert. He's doing his his night show. Yeah. John Stewart's like on a farm somewhere doing his thing. Like go do your thing, guys. But like they had it. For however long that they were there, they had the formula. That was that was a guaranteed victory. No matter what they did, I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, and I was so just heartbroken when it all ended. Like, Colbert, uh, remember the last Colbert report? And I was that was so heartbreaking because that ended before Jon Stewart. I was like, oh, man. But we still got Jon Stew. Yeah. And then a couple months later, he you was know, You know who we got that I, I maybe you're forgetting about? John, John Oliver. Oliver. Yeah. Can't forget him. He was supposed uh, to be the one. He was supposed. If he hadn't gotten one. last week, you were the chosen one, Adam. <laughs> Left you like a brother. Uh, yeah, if because it, it's pretty well known that if he hadn't taken last week tonight, he was he was the next one. He would have been. It would have been the, the Daily Show with John mm-hmm. Oliver. Because um, I didn't know that. Yeah, because there was that like couple months where he John Oliver was the Daily Show host while uh, John Stewart break? was directing a movie. Oh, okay, and. It was great. It was like he the same, filled right? the shoes amazingly. Yeah. Wait, he's John fucking Oliver. Yeah, he's John Oliver. It's like I will say I do like last week tonight. It's great. I wish I wish he could do both. I wish yeah. I, it's impossible, but I wish he could do that and and the and the Colbert Report. I wish he could do all three. Yeah, I wish they were all still around. <laughs> It'd be a beautiful, beautiful time. Because I mean, like late night is fine, but just like I don't watch the Stephen Colbert late night, whatever it's called. Mm. I don't watch it because it's like I don't I don't watch late night shows, but just like. I felt like he did more from his old desk. Yeah. And, like, John Stewart, like, do your pig thing. I think it's pigs. I don't know. He, 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 I'm pretty sure he's on a farm. 
Yeah. Cows He's, or yeah, pigs? Yeah, he has a lot of animals. That a he... lot of Yeah, I'm for sure that both cows and pigs are correct. I don't know. It's it's just, it's hard. It's hard. And, like, the writing that they do, it's just, it's so it was so good. And it was just, like, you watch it and you're just like, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and like, they would I never watched... stray, stray away from, like, calling out either side. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. John Oliver, because the only one we can talk about, like, that's current is the last, the last mm-hmm. week. Like, he, he'll hit both sides. Yeah. And he, sta- he states his sources and, like, watching, like... Everything he does is so good. Like my favorite episode was the Donald Trump one mm-hmm. that I thought was like, oh, this this saves. This is uh, our safety net. We're good. We're good. I tried to get a Trump uh, a, a friend of mine who was a Trump supporter, which is a terrible sentence, um, to watch it. And he's like, is this gonna be negative? And I'm like, well, yeah, it's gonna be funny. And he right. Got up and left. Really? Yeah, he wouldn't watch it. Man. Like, like I, I'd watch anything that like rags on Hillary any day. I'd watch anything that ragged on Bernie. I you thought they were Bernie. hilarious when they did. He had that. He had that one. I think the two things that were like weird is he had this fan fiction or like uh, erotica that was like kind of rapey. I remember hearing something about that, and then he had that one song that he did. Oh yeah, those were both ridiculous, and I laughed my ass off. And like Larry David's performance of him, and just like him so being an old good. guy, they're so good. And I, I'm I'm okay, but like he also didn't have a lot to rag on. And unfor- and and the thing that sucks, and the people, a lot of people who were Hillary supporters, I'm again, I'm I'm taking a stance that's probably not a good idea, but just like there were some people who legitimately liked her politics, and yeah. that's fine, like that's cool, you have reasons. But there were also a lot of people who only liked her because she was a woman. Mm-hmm. I'm not against women doing anything, feminist, yeah, but just like if you're only supporting someone because of their gender, that's not feminism. Yeah, treat them equal. And I just felt like there was a lot of things I didn't like about Hillary. I just didn't like the way she played it. I felt like it was it was kind of scummy. Just like yeah, the way she played it was just like. Like, I, I was also at the time I was idiot. I was dating somebody who was a was a woman right. and didn't like Hillary mm. based on how she did certain things that she did. So I felt like I had a lot of information, maybe bias. Sure, I'm open to the idea that I had a biased opinion, but like, but yeah, just like I forgot how we got on that specific tangent of this tangent, but just like I, I, I completely lost it. Do you remember what we were talking about? I mean, do you mean originally or like no, no, right no, no. no. To get oh, when, I, when I jumped on the, the the separating the Hillary idea. Oh, like she was just so scummy about certain things. Certain things she was scummy about, and I feel like Trump was obviously worse. But just like I, I, I do feel like Bernie didn't really have that much scummy things. Like he's yeah, he's been, he's he been was... an activist for twice my life. Yeah. Just he, he's been doing it longer than like anybody, and I know, and I and I'm not trying to take away any of the accomplishments that Hillary's done, and she's done great. And I the email the email thing doesn't even bother me that much. Like you you set up yeah. a private server. Like if you were doing something scummy about it, then I feel like they would have found it and that would have come out. But just like maybe you just wanted to have access to your emails at home. Like fine, right. I don't care. Like I thought it was like a bad move. But oh I yeah, obviously like, when you're in as much power as you, you don't want to do something silly like that. Yeah, it's like don't use a private server. You're a politician. That's. But that, other gotta, than that, outside of just that, I didn't, I didn't like how I think I think the thing that I didn't like, and I think that this is gonna be might, might resonate with you. It's like I felt like when she was going up against Bernie, she's like, I won, I win. Yeah, essentially, well, I'm, she did because the I mean, ah, this is a whole thing. But the DNC, like, I'm not a fan of that. Her. I feel like I, I I will say this. I feel like we don't need to talk about it because it has been talked about. I'm sure yeah. at length, and it's like there's nothing proven. I don't want to. I don't want to. And I don't. We, we are not sore losers, and I don't want to sound like we're a sore loser. Yeah, I'm not. Hillary sore won. I do feel like Bernie was a better choice. My opinion, that opinion was not reflected. Hillary went on and unfortunately lost. Yeah. And we don't know if Bernie would have beat Trump. We don't know. We don't. There's a lot of things we don't know, but just our opinions was based on how the way she did it. 
I'm so glad that this went on a tangent. I really yeah, am. Like just very natural. Very natural tangent. And I wish I, I wish there were more tangents available. But I feel like I'm running out of things to say. So I about will politics before it's not just like beating the old I will I will lasso it back. Um I want yeah, we started about writing and then it turned into uh, Yeah, I, 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 Snoop I, I, brand for president and then The Rock and then Oh, yes. oh Snoop is a president. Forget it. He would get it, no problem. He, oh yeah. I'd be like, yeah. As long as Martha Stewart has some sort of secretary position. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. How's your family? How's your family life? Well, it's good. It's good. I live with my mom, my sister, uh, during the summer. Uh, mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm usually you know, up at school. But it's good. Uh, she's still in high school. She's like, she's she's going to do so many more things than me. Oh, like I'm like the, the worst. I'm like the creative, like... Not bad student, not excellent You're student. You're totally going off of the society, the, the social creation of expectations mm. there. So I, you don't have to explain that. I think that that's, that, that's what that's saying. Like, yeah. I'm supposed to have this big job, but I just want to write. I just want to write, I just man. want to write what I feel, man. Yeah. Like, that's like the, yeah. But I was like, I was like mostly a B student, so pretty average. But she's like third in her class as a, like a sophomore my, in my, my little brother's like that. No, really? Yeah, he's like, he has like a, he has... I have, like, a 4.6, and this is not what I want. I just want, like, like a 4.8 or something. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. I had the exact same thing. Fuck I was like... you. I was happy <laughs> anything over a 3. I'm, I'm, a, I'm only slightly ashamed to say, because I, I moved around a lot in high school, mm. like, I almost didn't graduate just because I didn't have the required classes. Right. And it's like, you know, when you move, you just get kind of lazy. And, like, there was one class I just didn't go to, and it was just like, ooh, like, he's... He, he could go for, like, perfect attendance and get it, but just, like... I'm just like you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not you. Yeah, it's like I'm so not I, you. I totally, yeah, totally resonate with like the expectations of like having like you. I don't know. Re- I've been that was kind of this thing after college was like wrestling with like, um, what do I want to do versus what should I be doing? Mm. And like I thought like, and and I think that one of the things that kind of came from the Renaissance, the affectionately named Renaissance period for me was like realizing that I get to set my own expectations right. and just like. You know, like, there's a lot of people who, like, Louis didn't make it big until 40. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm 25. Like, I don't have to have anything figured out. One of my friends told me that. Uh, shout out to Tori. Um, but, like, this is the time when you figure it all out. And so, like, taking the time to do that, like, I was able to just, like, say, like, who cares if I didn't, I don't have this big job. Who cares if I don't have this or that? I can yeah. I just, just do what I love and do what I want. Okay. So, do you, you feel that, too? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think, I, I think it's important that you... As you go through college, you don't, you take, and, and I kind of reference this here and there, take the expectations off. Take the expectations off. Just do it. Yeah. Just, just be what you need to be and don't even, don't even think about what you should be doing. Think about what you want to do. Think yeah. about what makes you happy. I got to, I got to start doing that because it's a lot of, it's getting instilled in people younger and younger because it used to be like people in their thirties would worried were worried when they didn't have it necessarily like figured out if they didn't have the big job or the there's, big and there's a lot more pressure at that age to have it all figured yeah. out than and now, now but it's like getting instilled like it's like mid twenties people are like oh but I don't have this job I don't have this and have that now it's like people it's right us. out of high school feel like they need to have the perfect job yeah they they feel mm-hmm. like they already need to be on this certain path. Yeah, that'll oh, just oh shoot them right where they need I, to go. And I it's, spent, it's awful. It's I spent so many stressful. hours trying to be like, oh, well, I got to figure out my path, and it's just like. Now I'm like, I don't care. I have right. I, I have a good job. I'm working. I'm I, when I'm there. I put my effort into being better at it. But like, 
I don't know if that'll be my career. I don't know if I'll be there in a year. I could be in Philadelphia or New York. Like, who right. knows what I could be doing? And it's just like, I think that's kind of the idea. Is just whatever I'm doing, just do be the best at it. Yeah. I'm, I work at my job. I go to work every day, and I try to do a great job. And when I when I'm doing these hobbies that I'm now doing, like I try to put in the good effort to do those well. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like eventually something will come out. And if nothing ever does, then I don't know. But I I can't predict that. But just like. Yeah, taking that pressure off, especially especially when you have it from the angles. More, more the more angles you have it from, like especially being the older sibling, that that that's a hard one to kind of manage. Oh yeah, and also like I I kind of just recently started to drink and like I I had gone my whole life without drinking, and so like telling you know, my siblings knew that, and so like telling them like oh I consume alcohol now, like that was a lot of pressure on me. Like oh I'm like, right. you guys. I'm the inspiration. Like, you look to me to figure out how to do things. Yeah. So, like, I, I definitely get that. Do you feel a lot of that specifically with, with putting on being the the, the person that your, your sister looks to? A little bit, yeah. Just mostly just at least not being a screw-up is pretty baseline because she's, she's got it way more figured out at her age than I did at her age. Like, she's, like... S- self-motivated i'm not like she's just like like she just finds it in herself she's like all right i'm gonna do this is all the stuff i need to do without anybody telling me to do it it's me i need like some sort of external locus Mm -hmm. of control but um yeah i don't know it's like i mostly just like i'm staying out of jail yeah we've done a great job of that so far yeah so far so good uh i mean i can't speak for the future knock on (laughs) knock on wood but, you know, I, I, hope, I, I don't I think the tables would. Oh, well. Actually, here you go. Guess there. I'm going to jail. There we go. There you go. <laughs> that that saved me. It saved yeah. me. That, I don't need bail anymore. I just need, <laughs> need to go to Home Depot, get a 2 by 4 Just carry it around. Just carry it around with you all day so you can talk about it. Oh. <laughs> if I don't end up in jail, knock on wood. Oh, save me. How often are you dropping that line? Not often enough. <laughs> Because you do never know. Because I feel like you get enough, like, if you get enough parking tickets, you can go to jail. That's going to be my... Actually, funny story. I um, I got a... a I, had, I had two tickets. I had one, and I... Admitting this is, is terrible. I ran a stop sign mm. on my bike. Oh. <laughs> I didn't it. know you could get ticketed for that. Yeah. The <laughs> PSA, RVA, you can get a ticket for running a stop sign on your bicycle. It was on Floyd Oof. Street, too. That's Floyd's my, Floyd's my cat's name. Look how relaxed he looks right there. Oh. Don't you wish you could get that comfortable? Yeah, I know. Just spread now. If I lay in my stomach, my neck dies. It just does. I can't look. I can't you can't, like, I, I, anytime you try to, like, read or something, like, you just, like, or, like, on your phone or whatever, the, the, there, are, there are four main positions. There's on your back, well, I guess three. On your back up and like that's that's okay yeah now on your side you can kind of like if you have that's if you have if you have good head support and your arms look okay like you're good but then laying like this no it's a recipe for disaster you're asking for a phone on your face oh oh like this oh yeah oh yeah that's that, that's that i'm talking talk about like leaning like oh, laying leaning like that yeah. like that that i can't like my neck i can't do that it's killer you're getting old that's how I feel, though. Uh, I just always feel like I'm getting old, even though I'm not at all. How old are you? 20. Dude, shut up. I'm a youngin'. Really? You're how 20. old did you think I was? I thought maybe 20, 21, 22. 
Okay, that's okay. Cool, no, I'll no, no, that. older than twenty three. Yeah. I thought maybe as old that's possible. As possible, you're twenty yeah, years old. I'm a young and yeah. Everyone seemed like every everyone I talked to in our class was very shocked. At when, that. when do you turn twenty one? Uh, next May. Next, oh, I was wondering why you didn't get a drink at the uh, at the after after class. Yeah, I would have. Oh, I definitely would. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, it's probably a good thing I didn't offer you a beer at the top of the show because I would have been on record. <laughs> just been like, hey, shooting to under- a minor. <laughs> this podcast supports underage drinking. <laughs> we use that as our as our disclaimer. <laughs> we support underage drinking. That's the tagline. That's just the podcast name. We I support. Pr- underage drinking. <laughs> I promise. I bought him a smart water. That's all. It's not spiked. Oh, smart vodka. Mm. I was wondering. Um, because I had a I had a, a beer before you got here because I was just like it was hot because I had been outside and I was yeah. just like I want a beer and I was just like I wonder because and then you walked in and it was just kind of there and I was just like I wonder if he, if he's like passing any kind of like secret judgment if he's like like what what your thought could possibly be I'm sure I'm sure it was just like he's drinking a beverage whatever yeah, but like but like but there are so many other ways you could go with it and as, as someone who's new to drinking that's where my mind goes like because. It's new, and it was this thing. It was for me. It was this big negative thing. Like mm-hmm. my biological father was an alcoholic, mm-hmm. so like I was like really worried. I guess the the deep rooted fear was that I was going to do that, so I didn't drink for twenty five years. Yeah, from zero to twenty five. Surprised that I didn't hit it in the early years. Um, that just sounds ridiculous when I say, when I say it out loud. Like twenty five years. Like realistically, the the ten you you should quote unquote like are yeah, you're susceptible more susceptible to. Yeah, I'm I'm excluding people who drink started drinking at fourteen. Right. When did you when did you have your first drink? I had my first drink what was it, seventeen? Seventeen? Seventeen, eight yeah. I think like seventeen. I wasn't like I was a nerd in high school. All my friends were nerds. We didn't like rage or anything. But I got but I started knowing a few more people, so I got invited to a few parties senior year of high school. Drank a little. That was like my first time like drinking. Mm-hmm. And uh never looked back. Never looked back. Uh yeah. But uh, yeah, what, no, what what was your first drink? What was it? It was. I think it might have been moonshine. Your first drink was moonshine. It may have been. That yeah, is supposed to be your last drink. <laughs> supposed to be, but hey, you know, I don't carve out my life fat. Where, did, where were you? Tell out. that story of how you got to so, drinking moonshine. Actually, yeah, my first time I was drinking, it was actually just me and a couple of close friends. It was his birthday, and we were just at his house. He was turning eighteen. So what his parents were fine with him drinking a bit. So if you do like, it if you do it at our house, you can do it, but you can't go anywhere else. That exactly. Kind of they was like, okay, hold on to your keys. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. of that. And I was just like, I'd always tell my parents, I'm like, yeah, I'm just over. I'm just staying over. Staying and, you know, over. It's his birthday. We're just having a sleepover, whatever. <laughs> yeah. At eighteen, but uh, yeah. So they had a bunch of like like those Smirnoff ices, those like wine cooler things. Just things of that nature, and they also just had real, honest to god moonshine. Oh my god! And I picture it, like, I picture it in like a shitty trash can or something, or it like a mason so jar. It was such good moonshine. It was like, good. It was like it tasted like uh, apple pie. Moonshine is supposed to be strong, right? Mm-hmm. So you had like like one cup, a tiny like go cup. Is... I think I had a sip, and I was like, I'm good. <laughs> so about moonshine, moonshine compare like one cup is probably like the alcoholic equivalent, to like a twelve pack of PBR. Or more so. I wouldn't say, like, maybe... I think a full mason jar would probably be, like, a 12-pack. Really? Yeah. Maybe <laughs> not a 12 Maybe, like, a 6-pack. For, like, I, yeah, I thought, like a mason I thought jar that was moonshine. stronger stuff. Okay, okay. So you had the sip, and that was... Is that all you had the whole night, or...? 
No, I had much more. <laughs> but that was like what we started off. He's like, go ahead. He stepped out. He was like, go ahead. And I tried it, and I was like, wow. Oh, yeah, he wasn't going to waste the moonshine on, on you for sure. Yeah. But I'll let you try so it. I was like, I'm new. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I got pretty white girl wasted. It was a, it was a oh, fun experience. I got white girl wasted the other night with the video I told you about. Yeah. The, actually, the video just went up. So if you haven't checked that out, go to uh, YouTube.com slash C slash Reddit Tryhard. YouTube Reddit Tryhard. That's where you can find the video. Shameless uh, plug. <laughs> All plugs are shameless. Let's go ahead and just <laughs> get that out there. This is what yeah. it's for. You're supposed to plug shit. I was hoping you'd have something to plug. I can't wait till we get to the end when you can give it a real plug. And then I'll plug it at the, again because I do like a little intro before it starts. Mm-hmm. So I'll kind of throw that in there. Awesome. Yeah, I'll probably have to. Keep, I'll probably end up keeping all the tough technical difficulties. We had a big. We had a. We had trouble getting it started, and then we had like a skip in the middle when I was trying to mess with it. So that was fun. Okay, so first time you drank, positive experience. Yeah, it was so much fun. Yeah, the first time I drank, I told this story in improv, and I felt so stupid after I told it. It was uh, I went to a drag show, mm-hmm. and I had a margarita with my with oh, my parents. Yeah. Twenty five. Uh, so I mean, you have valid reasoning for not having drink. Yeah, but at the same time, it seems it's just all just seems kind of silly. Mm-hmm. It just seems kind of. I, I think now that I'm, which is strange because I I used to get anxious, like I used to get like crippling anxiety about mm-hmm. it, and like now I casually like it's not a, it's not a thing to me all yeah. at all, and it's it's so weird. The only thing I don't like is it's expensive, mm. and honestly, I just prefer PBR. Like I'm happy with that, and I think yeah, that's my go-to. It's just like it's not great, but it's not bad. Oh yeah, I th- well here's the thing: all alcohol it tastes terrible. Yeah, I would much rather have a grapefruit izzy than oh, yeah. any beer, any day. based on taste. But there is something about having a beer, especially on like a hot day. Mm-hmm. You know just I mean? like it's not even it's weird. It's like not quite refreshing, but it's just it's just right. It is. And 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 my favorite thing to do is we go like go to the river and mm. get kind of drunk. Yeah, it's it's kind of incredible how much you can drink. In the, in the heat, yeah, you, it's all. It feels like a lot more. <laughs> You're yeah. like, oh, I can drink a lot, but then as soon as you then it hits AC you. or anywhere, <sighs> it, yeah, I think I can. I've, I have. Tw- I can drink twice as much in the heat, which is which is which is it. it, it it's so funny because it's all just new to me. Like I'm just mm-hmm. like a, I'm a child, and the, like just like that's a whole new world. <laughs> But yeah, the door's been thrust open. You can just... Oh yeah, you know. I'm in the room now. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know, like you said the Smirnoff, I'm like, oh, I'm excited to try those. Yeah, those, those are good. Smir- those are nice. I, I don't like regular Smirnoff, but yeah, it's just like bottled drink, Smirnoff ice. Mm-hmm. Comes in like any flavor. It just tastes like sweet, that's all. The first time I got tipsy, um, my friend Tom was up visiting, and we had, and this is supposed to gross you out, uh, warm pineapple vodka. Ugh. Mixed with warm pomegranate Izzy. Oh no! <laughs> Why the pomegranate one? Because uh, that, that was the one that he liked, and I was just def- I was deferring. I'm like, get yeah, whatever you want. Like, we'll do that. I, nowadays, I, I have I have like I would get chill. Obviously, you'd make it cold. Yeah, but that would do grapefruit for sure. Grapefruit's the best Izzy, I think, without a doubt, one hundred percent. That's my favorite. Do you, what, what is your favorite flavor of Izzy? Uh, I'm a big fan of the orange. The clementine? Yeah, the clementine. Clementine. Chipotle only carries those three flavors that we mentioned. They have, yeah. uh, Izzy has, I think, two two to three more flavors. A blue one, a green one, and then I think maybe another yellow one. They have, like, a cherry lime <coughs> one now. They do. I didn't. That might be the green one that I thought about. Yeah. It's, I don't know, my, my mom actually just got, like, this huge, like, 
Costco pack of them, of all flavors I hadn't seen. Costco carries Izzy's. They I do. have a Costco membership. I did not know that. Yeah, they do. We also, in Richmond, just got Instacart. Have you heard of that? Mm. They'll go shopping for you, and they'll bring you, they'll deliver groceries. The only oh, stores they awesome. have it are Wegmans, Costco, and uh, Petco. Those are the ones. I mean, Wegmans and Costco, that covers, I mean, like, 90% <laughs> of... Places you would eat, you would yeah, shop at. Yeah, it was, like, 90% of, like, groceries you would eat, usually. Yeah. The I the first plate because they had it I think they either they had it in New Orleans or they were getting it we I had a different grocery delivery service that had it was called Good Eggs it was amazing food but um, Instacart the big one was Whole Foods that's the one that I think mm. that Instacart really wants to get but I'm just surprised that they actually came here like when I was actually figuring out because I I went to college in New Orleans mm-hmm. and I actually just like last year in July in June I moved out to Fredericksburg for two year, for two months. And then moved to Richmond because I wanted to come to Richmond, and I was right. trying to figure out where, what city I was going to move to because I just wanted to leave New Orleans. And it came down to like one of the major factors was like, all right, food delivery service like Post Postmates and Prime Now, and uh, I used all of those kind of online things to figure out where I was going to move. Yeah, and Instacart was one of the ones because it was one of the big ones, not one of the big ones, just one of the more reputable ones. Mm-hmm. And Richmond didn't have that; they didn't have uh, Postmates. They have Eat24, Order Up, and Prime Now. That's all we got. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as Prime Now came, because luckily I somehow am in the delivery area for Prime Now, despite being... Being really far away. Yeah. Wow. Despite being a ways away, we're within that bubble, because we're close enough to the distribution center, I guess. The distribution center is like, um, not in Scott's Edition, but the area next to it. Yeah. And it's, it's... Oh, it's so nice. I mean, I hate having to tip so much, but it's worth it. Can I get something can in I, two can hours? I, can I be honest? I don't tip. Oh, you don't tip? I don't tip. Oh. They get paid bank. Did you know that? Yeah, they get like 15 bucks an hour. They get more than that. Dude, really? They do. They get like 20, I heard. Oh, yeah, because I, I wanted to apply. You're driving to groceries to my house. I'm sorry, but like, and, and this might be unpopular. I don't tip on takeout orders. Really, I tip amazing when I get service, but like, if I'm if you if all you did was bag my thing, I'm sorry, I I don't feel like that deserves a tip. I tip um, if there's this biscuit place in the fan, I tip a dollar every time because they're so nice. Right. When I do order and get the to go thing, but just like, like I order like you order food at a bar, like you're getting burgers, you walk in, you're like, is this mine? They're like, yeah, sign here, sign out. Like, I don't think that that's like that's, that's not the right. spirit of a tip. Right. Like, I know America's America has a tip. If you go out to a restaurant, you should tip. Start at 20, and if they're terrible, you go down to 15. And if they're really terrible, don't tip. That's the only time. I mean, I feel like that, that's, that's, that's a generally enough accepted opinion. Mm. But, like, yeah, I don't tip right now. Because you're driving. You, first of all, you get paid amazing. You yeah. get to sit in a car, and you just have to walk up my stairs and give me whatever. Really nice, I, just paper bag. Paper bags. And most of the time, you still have to leave it. I don't have to see you. Like, that, that, the idea, the concept of a tip to me is more than just doing something that is your job. You're doing your job. That's what you get paid to do. Yeah. Like, I worked at Chipotle. Yeah, tips are great and appreciated mm. because I'm giving you good service or something. But, like, I get paid. This is my job. You know what I mean? Like, servers yeah. get paid, like, two bucks. Are we getting too much so into they the... Need the tips. They no. need the tips. That, that's the idea is, like, they're getting... Like, Amazon Prime, you make way too much. Yeah, they make so... Like, I if you count the that, tips... Just... Let's say that they go to six places in an hour and each one does the default tip... You're making forty to fifty dollars an hour driving groceries, and I, again, I guess I don't know how much of it Amazon gets or the company or whatever, but just like I'm, I don't feel the, I don't feel the need to tip there. And if I'm if I'm in the minority and I'm, that's a negative opinion, I apologize. 
I'm not changing my mind unless you have a good argument. I'm open. I don't. I don't have an argument one way or the other. I just tip because it's the norm. I just feel weird if I don't. And I like, get. I feel that. like they'll like. I think just think about that. Like that one person. The first time I did it, I tipped, and I felt like I would. I would be you, but I, my friend Ocean was like, "Don't tip," and it just kind of like just like, "Oh, I don't have to tip." Like I said, I said illustrator, like I don't have to tip. Yeah, it's okay. I can save the because I'm. Poor. Right, yeah. Like, don't have money for like. You get, they, they get paid more than I do. Dollars. They get paid, they guarantee they get paid more than I do. Like, yeah, they're like just their hourly rate. I don't know. Is that, is that a good excuse? On, 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 call me on my shit. Is that a good excuse to not tip? Because I someone think gets prime paid. Prime now, more. just for that argument, yeah. Just because they, yeah, make we're not, so we're not talking time. servers or something like that. Like, yeah, just prime now, I, yeah. Somebody's like making some, me rethink my whole prime now. Because <laughs> it's should. always the tip that makes me not want it. Five bucks, default tip. So I I think the I was about that's to a twenty five dollar meal at a restaurant at a twenty percent tip. Yeah, twenty five. When's the last time that you even if you paid for somebody that the meal before tip after tax came to twenty five dollars? I go to cheap places, I guess. Right. You could go to Chipotle, get a bowl with guac, double meat each. That's twenty five dollars. You're gonna tip that's on top. Good. Double meat, yeah, guac, because it's oh, a, a chicken guac, bowl is, right. and I know this is seven twenty three. Extra meat and guac is two dollars each, plus tax. You're looking at thirteen ish dollars. Okay, yeah. Just specifically, and I'm not even talking about chips or anything, but that's twenty. That that is the equivalent. That is four meals for a normal person. Yeah, and you're gonna tip on top of that for somebody who is being paid more than you do at your job. To do yeah. their job. It's kind of ridiculous. That's, again, that's my really... thought. And again, yeah, if you're going out and someone makes $2, you tip. And if they give you good service, you tip great. Yeah. Somebody, I don't know if somebody has a great bit about it. Um, I, I, there's, there's, I'm sure there's, that's, a, that's a very easy premise to kind of, mm-hmm. that, that premise is, is teetering on hack now. But just like, it's America. Oh, no, it was Adam Moon's Everything. You ever watched Adam Conover? Yeah. yeah. He, he has a bit about tipping. It's like. You have to tip. That's the thing. Mm. It shouldn't be a thing. Right. He has a yeah, really I good think episode. I that. That one. That's where it was. Took me a minute. And then um, I read this one. I don't know if it was Reddit or if it was like a, just a thing, but it was just like I, there's like a, there's a there's a scummy story and then there's a good story where like you start at twenty percent and if they do terrible if, if they're if they're not a good person like that brings down to fifteen for me and then you take the money that that five percent and you put it aside and then when you get like amazing service you give them all like the saved up money. That was kind of a cool story, but saying it, it kind of sounds scummy. And there's also that one a story that I read where they lay the money on the table and like, this is what you get. You got to earn it. And I take one away whenever you do something that I don't like. Like, yeah, it's shitty. It's I just, just a mind game. Oh, it's it's so like, you could do that like in your mind and I think that'd be fine. But as soon as you... Oh, no, no, no. That, I would never, I would oh, never okay. put it on. That was, that was the bad yeah, story. Yeah. The good story is like, you start at 20 and then like you... Because I feel like the the main things I expect from my my server are bef- keep my keep my water fill. I drink a lot of water, mm. contrary contrary to what you see. Um, actually, I've doubled. I drink more than you, so I guess that backs I it guess up. It stands. So like, keep my water full, and I understand that if you don't kind of catch on right away. But after like halfway through the meal, you should understand. I've gone through four glasses. Right. Like, come on, man. Like, you know, how many times do I have to do that with you walking by? I I judge harshly on that. Um, after the food is delivered, you come back a minute later to see is everything okay. Mm. That's a big one for me. I feel like that. I feel like that. That's what you should do. Like, you've had one minute to look at your food, and if something's wrong, I can fix it now, rather yeah. than coming back like in f- ten, Five, minutes. ten minutes. Something like that. Like, the, it's it's so far gone. Like, they're done with their food. I'm not gonna like. Anyway. Yeah. And then, um, keeping up with my initial order, 
Um, and then also like a check before the food comes. Like you know the food's coming. Like come and check. Mm-hmm. So that's it. And and then general fun. And I'm I'm out. I'm, I'm acceptably outlandish. I'm silly. I'm fun. I like to get you know get into it. Like mm-hmm. if you're if you're receptive to that, then you're getting twenty five percent. But like if you're just so like in a bad mood, like I'm just like. I'm paying for I'm tipping you for a service and like I'm I'm trying to be fun like I'm just trying to be silly like if you're right, going to like yeah. reject my silly advances is that is that is 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 that is that acceptable I think I've just said I mean I think yeah that's justified like if someone's got like a shit attitude and I feel like I feel like that it. doesn't expand extend to like if they're having a bad day if you're having a bad day and someone's silly and nice to you that makes you feel better and you kind of mm. roll with it a little bit you might not be like pun- as punchy but like you're gonna be in a good mood a little receptive a little receptive yeah. but like if you're just like I'm a, I'm a terrible person I have no joy in my heart and I just I'm gonna walk away and not acknowledge the hilarious, hilarious joke you just made about wanting your hamburger medium rare is that rare that you hear that or something like that? Like it's a silly joke, whatever. But just like that was the, that was the only one I could think of off the, like saying that. I'm like I have to think of something kind of silly to like throw out there. But just like I like to do silly things like that, and like I do that everywhere I go. And like if you're gonna be like sh- like shitty, you're just like look at me. Like most right. people look at me. You know when you like, make a silly joke, it's just like it's not fun. Mm-hmm. That's the fun. That's the fun part. That's yeah. that. That's 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 the experience. And I feel like I don't know personally. Like I've never had to be a server. So I don't you, it's okay, training. Okay. Have you heard the Dan and Tosh about serving? No. Everyone should have to serve for one year of their life. Really? That that, that was that was that, that, like what was his Because because then you can realize how not important your mm. fucking ranch dressing is. Right. I feel like I feel like mentally you're grounded enough to understand you don't understand the interworkings of like how like a kitchen works and how like a staff kind of works but like yeah. you're not one of those people who's you're gonna give the person the server the benefit of the doubt, and you're gonna yeah, be like, like, "They have so they have." I feel like so you understand, that. but that but that's the idea is yeah. like if you do it, then you understand and you have more respect for the people who do it. But I feel like you don't need. I I I feel like if if it's possible, I could write you like a like a. You're good. You get it. You understand. Like, you got it. Like, did you Gold serve? Star. No, but I have this card. This I get out of serving free card. That's what I need for the military. <laughs> we go into World War Three. <laughs> Okay, let's get into that. Let's get into that. Uh, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> well, we could like, we could finish the server thing first, but uh, yeah, I mean, because I, I worked completely at Arby's for three that. weeks, so it was my only real job. You worked. Th- Why did you only work there for three weeks? Well, first of all, what made you need? What made you want to get the job? This, I'm certainly. I'm, my guess is this was either in high school or coming out of high school. Yeah, it was in high school. I was 16. It was over the summer, and I was just like, okay, it's a thing. Okay, get a you job. get a job. Yeah, my I first mean, job was Wendy's. Oh, was it? And how there. was that? Um, <laughs> I got, a, I got the, me and my, me and my best friend applied. We both mm. got the job. And once they realized we were friends, we never got to work together. Uh-huh. I so hate that you. sucked. We got to work together like a couple shifts and it was the best because mm. we were best friends. And so, other than that, it sucked. We worked opposite things and like, we never got to see each other. And then I got assaulted by one of the managers. Oh my goodness. She dragged me by my hair around the dining room to show me how terrible I had done. And no matter, I mean, like, it wasn't even That's that. insane. It, it wasn't that bad, but, like, you, there's obviously no excuse for that. Right. And so what, what the realistic thing is they should have fired her, but they just made it so we couldn't work together. And then my, my hours got cut. And so I. That's crazy. That's so crazy. <laughs> the best thing was um, I didn't bring it up. Mm. I was just like, that happened. Like, I'm not going to make a big deal about it. And I casually mentioned it to my mom. And I regret so much not going with her when she left the house and went to the Wendy's and proceeded to 
yell. My mom is a loud person. Mm. At the top of her lungs, at the the manager was there, and she's like, "Why'd you put your hands on my son?" At full volume in the dining room, like four times, and I wasn't there, and I wish I could have been. But oh. my, my mom's the kind of person who sends food back at a restaurant. Mm. If you can kind of picture that like level of just mm. like confidence, right? And like the stare she gives you, like when I was in trouble, she'd never hit. She would just talk to you for two hours. Yeah. Like that kind of like, just like, oh my God, I'm that person now. Like I'm, I'm my mother for sure. Right. But just like, so like she did that and then, yeah, so my hours got cut and eventually I had to get a new job and I went, worked, worked just real quick. I went to work at Arby's and then they didn't give me hours because I wouldn't cut my hair. I had long hair in high school. And then, um, I worked at Little Caesars until I moved out of Utah because I grew up in Utah. This all happened in Utah. Okay, so that's that's my little spiel. It's the, that's your job experience. <laughs> that's my job that, that experience. was that was early early uh, fast food. I've done I've worked a lot of, a lot of restaurant jobs. But anyway, so Hardee's. So yeah. you went there to get a summer job. So Hardee's, you did a short summer stint. I made decent money for considering how short I was there. Really? Uh, I, I think I made like seven hundred fifty dollars. That's ridiculous. My first check for three weeks was three hundred and thirty one dollars. Don't my friend, my best friend Dalton's was three hundred and thirty nine dollars. Dang, I remember because I was like, "You worked one more hour than me." Fuck Dang it. I was also probably part time, but yeah. wow, you, that, that is bad. Yeah, I was also part time, but they, man, they loved. Well, the thing about this Hardee's is that it's still where it is. It still Here? has the same management. No, it's uh it's close to where I'm at, so about like twenty five minutes away. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, it was so mismanaged. It was fi- the kitchen was the grossest thing. And every every year since, like they still have a now hiring sign out. Like they, they're <laughs> the same one that was put out for you has been collecting yeah. dust for like four years. Essentially, maybe like a difference <laughs> for like ma- like updating like the company or something like the overarching brand <laughs> that owns them. But it's they they were, <laughs> they really thrived with people like me. Like the people the who would, who are hard workers and will do things that they'll they'll do things, but they'll be in and out super fast. That's I think that's oh, their that's, bread and butter. What that they just cycle through so many like teenagers and just treat them so shitty, but they know there's because they they were the first. They called immediately after I applied. Like one day later, I got a call. That's a bad I time. Had an interview. Yeah, I didn't know though. I was just like, yeah, I got an interview. Yeah, well, I'm assuming this was your first job. Yeah, it was the first job. So first yeah, you know, like it's it's it's, uh, it's rubbed me, it, it rubbed me the wrong way so hard. I've never entered the workforce again. <laughs> uh, that 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 is the mo- that is the 20 year oldest thing you could have said. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, what, I'm a millennial. I don't, I don't know. To... I don't know if anybody. I have anybody who will listen to this that can like. Go. Oh, I know what he's talking about. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. most of my friends like, have jobs. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, so go, go, go ahead. Go get a job is probably going to be the... <laughs> you're, you're a college student. Don't You're good. Yeah, don't feel, don't like, feel the pressure to get a job. That, then when like, you get into the real world, you might be surprised. I worked I worked all through college. So, But yeah. anyway. Yeah, it's like I'm very prepared for like real... It's like I, it's not like I'm a vert. Like, I don't have like an aversion to work necessarily. I thought you were going to say like, something just, about virginity. I'm like, we're about to get into some good shit. Like, but... <laughs> Uh, and I know, like, it's it's like, hard out there. I'm capable of it. I just don't like it. Uh, but, yeah, no, so it's just so, it's such a disgusting place. And they just treated me like shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I signed up to, or I applied to be a cashier. And I was like, all right, sweet. I want to be a cashier. That's easy. I don't want to cook. 
yeah. fast food that's gross because yeah. I hear like you cook fast food you don't really want to eat it that often the meat in the Wendy's chili is burgers that were cooked and never served oh and they put it in a pan and it sits in a pan in a heater a warmer all day and then the next day they make it into chili meat oh it's awful good thing I never was like oh Wendy's, Wendy's let me get some chili <laughs> Like, I'm never, if I'm at Wendy's, I'm getting a Frosty and some fries. Like, that's, that's the Wendy's. Nuggets or burger, like, the, you, yeah. A salad. Yeah, or even a salad. They have decent salads. They do? I've never had a salad. I remember when I worked there when the salads came out, but I never, I never tried them. Yeah. It's like, why would you? It's a, I mean, it's a fast fast food food restaurant. Yeah. But, yeah, so I got hired and the process was fine, but then they were like, all right, we're going to train you to be a cook. And I was like, I really they're like yeah everybody gets cross-trained and the first day they had me back there i got it was one of the kids i got hired with but he was a cook so he was new he was probably there like a week and he was training me the entire back line the person who had been there a week was training you yeah and he was wait 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 let's let that set in for a second the person <laughs> who had been hired a week before was training you on how to cook Food that gets served to human people. The human people. No other type of people. You probably never cooked a a cheeseburger in your life. Not like uh, like the way they had it, because they have this, like, conveyor belt. They have have an actual conveyor belt? Yeah. Wendy's, Wendy's had a grill, but then you put the burger down, and then you pull this, like, top grill down. Oh. It cooks it. But yeah, it's, yeah, they had this like conveyor belt grill that would just like you put it. It was like chains, and it would just go through and get cooked, and it would fall out the other end. <sighs> or you'd usually have to pick it up because otherwise it'd like fall and get on the like the workstation. <laughs> but I mean, all the stuff usually like never seemed clean and any of that. But anyways, yeah. So this again, he's this guy's been here for a week, younger than me, just learning how to cook all the stuff himself he trains me for half an hour and then he's off his shift is over and i'm by myself cooking all of the cooking food. all the food oh my god all by myself that and i had no terrible. idea what i was doing i served someone a burger and forgot the <clears> patty that <throat> i didn't know but the guy worked there so he told me later he's like yeah you never gave me the patty but he ate, he ate the cheese sandwich and yeah, he just I guess it? it was, was like, like one of those. Oh, by the way, you forgot to give me my meal. <laughs> you forgot, but to give no me big the... deal. I ate it anyway. Yeah, the burger. I ate a burger without a burger, but yeah. So that was kind of the tipping point. <laughs> when you serve somebody a burger without a burger, sans yeah. burger. Yeah, it was so bad. And whenever they had me like be back line, I just couldn't. It was too much. It was so fast. It's just like, and they also had like the TV monitor that says like the no drive-through time. Oh, that's right in front of your face, and like yeah. that's the that's a big thing at fast food restaurants. Yeah, so you like, have to that have the down. average. Like your average has to be really good. There's a number that they look for, mm-hmm. and like at some restaurants, if you ever wonder why they're like, can you just pull up? It's because they're yeah, getting exactly. their time. Yeah, that's where I learned that. So there was there uh, at the one I worked at, there were like just go run through the drive-through a couple of times. Yeah, <laughs> sit there. Sit there and sit there and then do it again. Yeah, no, they, there was one shift where one of the managers was running, like around the uh, drive-through just to get the numbers down before the before the day was over. And I was like, then why even have it if you can just game it like that, game it so easily? 
That's that, that that's a that's a big thing in fast food. That's why fast food is has all these negative stereotypes because of that. Yeah. And I had no idea how hard fast food was, but then working that I have like I have like the utmost respect. Like it's seen as such like a lowly job because it's hard. It's, it's an not entry, just because yeah. it's not because it's easy. It's just a hard It's hard it's it's the work no one wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and it's like I have so much respect for like when when like people are like, I'm sorry, your food's taking a while, I'm like, it's fine, I get it. Like sometimes backline can just get like hectic, drive through can get crazy. So three weeks was enough for you to say I understand that all food-making jobs are terrible. Yeah. And I will be the nicest person when I'm in there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd like, say I already was pretty nice to food service. You're, pro- I, you're a generally nice person. But, uh, like, but like understanding the struggle. Yeah. It's like, oh, I have first-hand experience now. Okay. And so, but, yeah, I never looked back. Because there was some other stuff that happened there. Like, I, I got, like, screamed at by the head manager. Or I didn't get screamed. I got yelled at. And then when I was, like, standing there... She was, like, talking shit about me to another employee. Like, she was just talking around me, and I was, like, so infuriated. And I was like, all right, putting in my two-week immediately. And the next day I did, and then she, then she heard about it and called me, and she was like, are you, are you sure you don't want to, like, you don't want to stay here? And I was like, yeah, I just got school coming up. Because, I mean, I, I still probably wouldn't have, like, given her... The real reason? Yeah. But of course not. Of course not. You'd never do that. Yeah, I was like 15 too, and I was still baby-faced, and I was just so small. I mean, smaller. <laughs> I was smaller. They make people smaller than you? Yeah. <laughs> Little did you know. Little did you know. <laughs> so the second ticket I got was a speeding ticket in Fredericksburg, because I didn't know the area. Mm-hmm. I was driving to pick up food for my mom. And then I forgot to pay them, and I got pulled over, and he's like, you know, your license is suspended, right? And I was like, oh, I had no idea. I guess I have some tickets I didn't need to pay. Didn't pay. And he's like, yeah, if you, you need to take care of that, and you let me go. Mm. And then I found out you can get arrested for having a suspended license and driving. Yeah. I could, I was, I, I, I was a good attitude away from getting arrested. Right. And that, I, this, I'm, it's callback when we were talking about, but just like, <clears throat> that's how easy it is. Like that, mm-hmm. that's as close I've ever been. And it's just like, oh my God, I had no, I had no idea. Yeah. So I've gotten, I've gotten plenty of tickets in my life, but just like, whoa, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've luckily never gotten a ticket. I've only gotten pulled over a total of three times. Uh, I mean, twice I talked about in our first improv class. Twice was within a week of each other, and both stops were within a quarter mile of each other. Oh yeah, which was right. all within a quarter mile of my house. Uh huh. Awful. That's the worst. But I think just because I usually end up, I look frazzled when they like they come over, and I'm just like scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like I, I'm, I think uh, those are the two two emotions you can evoke as someone who's getting pulled over and have it be okay. Yeah. Fear and happiness. Yeah, fear and just general, like, politeness. Yeah, I think that those are the things that you can do and get away with it. Because, like, as a kid, trying to be angsty, like, never worked. And I got a lot yeah. of tickets as a kid, as a, uh, as a teen. Oh, really? Yeah. I probably got, like, ten tickets in, Ooh, like, four man. years. Was it, like, speeding? Yeah, speeding. I don't know. I just... I just like speeding, I guess. I don't know. I can't... I can't I, it was so long ago, I just don't remember. I, I, maybe right. 10 is too much. Maybe 5. 
Because ten's a lot. I think ten, they start, like, suspending... Okay, so it definitely... It wasn't that bad. Maybe, like, one per state in high school, and I had four different... So maybe... Mm. I mean, one or two. And some of them were base tickets, because my dad's military. Mm. So, like, they don't, they don't, they're not real. Right. <laughs> they just, they give you like, points. It's kind of like a demerit, like, ah. Yeah, exactly. A mark on my permanent record. Ooh. Which, by the way, call back to having ideas, like... I, oh, that's a, that's a John Mulaney, that's a John Mulaney bit, isn't it? Uh, which one? That, no, it was um, who had the bit about? Yeah, there's John Mulaney. Like, I thought quicksand was going to be a bigger deal. Oh, right. I thought permanent. No, this is my idea. I thought permanent records were going to be a bigger deal. Mm. So that's probably not an original premise. Someone has to do that. But like, I thought that was going to be a bigger deal, mm. and I I never had one. Yeah, it's just like you see, like I, I think I vaguely remember. Hey Arnold, there was an episode about. Mm. A permanent, permanent record? And it just, like... I was like, oh, God, that's something you have to be aware of. It's like, oh, God. And then it never happened. Then I turned 20, and I'm like, oh, I never had a permanent record. It's like, oh, that wasn't real. Would you ever, like, worry about having a permanent uh, record? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, when I was a kid, I knew, like, permanent record stopped after, like, high school, and after that, it'd be, like, criminal record. <laughs> like, I knew, no, I knew those two things, and, like, but other than that, like, records wouldn't, like, have any bearing on my life. But it was huge for me. Like, when I got my first, like, detention, it was devastating. Because I was such a, I was such a goody little two-shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even, like, an uppity goody two-shoes. Like, look at me doing the right thing. I just was so scared You're... to do something wrong. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I can resonate with that. So the first time we got a detention, I was like, this is on my record. What did you get detention for? Oh, wow. It's bullshit. I remember that much. Probably not. That I have I have stories about that, too. Just, like, bullshit. Like, yeah, like, in high... Like, my first detention was middle school. And probably, I think probably I was just for laughing. around people. Probably for laughing. Mine was probably for, like, laughing with my friends. Like, yeah. Like, the, the uncontrollable, like in the same class, just, like, we're going to get in trouble for this kind of laugh. Yeah, usually stuff like that, except even me, like, with if that was just, happening around just too me, close. I would just, I'd get quiet. I don't want to name. got to keep it quiet. I, I would actually kind of do that. I wouldn't, like, do the full, uh, like, face thing, but I, like, if we were getting too rowdy, I'd be like, oh. and I'd look at the teacher and be like, I'm not part of this. Look at me. I'm looking quiet. at you. I'm not looking at them. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. And I'm quiet. <laughs> See this? Lips are sealed. Uh, but yeah, I think the first one I was just like around people and I just got thrown in with them. Interesting. And I was just like, yo, you're part of this. I'm something. Like, uh. Did you have a lot of friends in high school? Uh, high school, yeah. Middle, before that, not so much. I can resonate that. I can, I can speak to it. I, um, <clears throat> I had two friends from like third or fourth grade until like seventh or eighth grade. Mm. We were all into like dorky stuff like Dragon Ball Z or Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon, whatever yeah. kind of like nonsense that kids were into. And right. so like... No one else that I knew was really into it, so I just hung out with people who were, and it was mm. fun. And then I moved, and then I met, found sports, and like met a couple other people, but just like, yeah. So you, so it's kind of the same. Yeah, kind of like my main group of friends. I like some of them I met in like elementary school. Some of them I had known in like I don't know. Some of them I met in middle school, but either way, we're like all a big group now. But, like, primarily it, like, started in, like, middle school. But I was so, like, emotionally, like, turbulent. I don't know how they're still friends with me. But we just, like, in middle school it's just like, oh, you're funny. I, I like that. We'll be friends. But we mm-hmm. all happen to have, like, very similar interests. Like, Star Wars, video games, nerdy stuff. Stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. And that's just kind of how it began and then still friends Kind of evolved. Now. 
Yeah. Yeah. The kid, the kids that I were friends with are just people I would never want to talk to today. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I don't know. They just, they, they never seem to grow out of it. Uh, and they're also right. not very funny. They're not very silly. Right. I'm very silly. I'm, like, I, you need to have some sort of, like... Just be fun. Like, like mm. they seem uptight, I think, is, is mm. based on, based on, like, I had them on Facebook. Mm. I don't know if they'll hear this. I'm sorry, Matt and Patrick, but just, like... You're listening. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that. Let's go with that. So, high school, you, you got more, made more friends? Yeah, high school, because in middle school, yeah, just so emotionally turbulent. Like, sixth Angsty. grade, I was just an awkward mess. Mm-hmm. Seventh grade hormones were flowing yeah. in eighth grade i was kind of getting together but i didn't have like that great of group of friends it was like kind of getting there to where it was in high school then yeah i had my pretty much had my core group of friends throughout most of high school you know you have some like ancillary friends that you're like oh i see you in classes and you're nice and i'm nice to you we don't really like hang out but points know, for we, ancillary. we have like a nice rapport yeah and then i mean i did like show choir my senior year mm-hmm high school and I did theater so I met a lot of people that was like the most I could say like friends I had ever mm-hmm. at once and I was like oh my gosh this is amazing I feel popular <laughs> and this is cool I'm gonna keep all these friendships forever and then like hit college like literally like two weeks after school like I'm, half of them like dropped me and I was like whoa <laughs> alright like, fuck me kick in the face yeah and it was, I was like alright well Fuck you too, I guess. <laughs> and then, I mean, slowly, I mean, those all fizzled out. But I've always had like my the, core, the, the, the real group. friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a I, I moved a bunch, so I didn't really have too many like long relationships. Mm. But like now, you know, Facebook on this day, or like just texting some of my friends in the old days. I just hit each other every now and then. Yeah, and that's about it. And now a bunch of my friends just all, all my friends live in different states. Really? Yeah, I don't oh, know. Man. I, I know one person in Virginia, and they're up in Alexandria. Oh, <clears throat> Charlotte, Texas, Minnesota, California, Louisiana. I could go on Arkansas. Right, man. Yeah, it sucks to have them all, like all. Yeah, the closest one is is Tom and Charlotte, and it's a four hour drive. So like, I'll go to his house or I'll come up for the weekend. Like you have to like spend a whole weekend and stuff yeah. like that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of have to like plan it out. Just can't be like. Which is one of the reasons why I was so excited about improv. It's like, mm. oh, I'll meet friends. I'll right. find people to hang out with. I'll find something. Mm. Maybe we'll we'll see what I find. Um, but yeah, so like, okay, uh, you ready to make it a little weird? Yeah. When did you lose your virginity? Oh, when fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah. Do you want to you want to tell the story? Wait. Yeah, I was fifteen. I mean, there's not. It's not much of a story. I mean, well, actually, no, there actually kind of is a story. Now we're hearing the story. All right, so, yeah, I was 15. It was with uh, my second girlfriend. I had just gotten out of a year-long relationship, and then the next one turned into the one who, with whom I lost my virginity with. Uh, it turned into, like, a year-and-a-half relationship. Uh, she, was, she was nice. She was probably my favorite ex <laughs> out of all of them. Um, she, yeah. I don't know, because... Through the ups and downs, I look upon it fondly. But of course, yeah. of course. So oh, we'll get into that for sure. So yeah, we do the deed. The deed is done. The deed is done. It was just like a night. We're just like in her room, and it happens. And I was like, "Whoa!" Did you bag it or no? Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, yeah. 
had to. Is that, is, and it isn't was just that, good. That's a Pete Holmes phrase, but that just sounds so gross when he said, did you bag it? Did you bag it? And I was like, her? No, then I was like, oh, <laughs> wait, you mean my penis. Did you put a condom on your penis yeah. before you had intercourse? Yeah, I did do that. I wanted um, to see your reaction to bag it. That was why I said it that way. Continue. Yeah, you gotta, I've also heard, like, wrap it. Wrap it. Yeah. It, oh, okay. So I, I, didn't, like, I, I, figured, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Yeah. So, I, if, I mean, I figured, I was like, oh, okay, I get what you're going for. Um, <laughs> I get what, I'm picking up what you're putting down. But yeah, so... I, I told myself I, I was going to do one thing, one thing I told myself for a long time, that when I lose my virginity, oh my immediately afterwards, I'm going to sing The Lonely Islands, I Just Had Sex. No. So what I proceeded to do oh. was, <laughs> I, I pulled up my phone on YouTube, you, I pulled up YouTube on no, my phone. Uh, just, just, just picture the setting, awkward teenagers, just, they just teenagers. had sex. And she had a floor all to herself. And then you pull out your phone. I'm assuming it was a swipe phone. Yeah, it was like it was an early touchscreen phone. Early touchscreen phone. You have to go to YouTube, wait for that to load. Yeah. Type in, I just had, and then you wait for the autofill, and it doesn't come. So you type sex, lonely, and then you don't type island because you figure they'll get it. So you hit search, and you have to wait for it to come up. And you have to wait, and it's probably a little longer than I'm going to give it, but like a minute, and then click, and then you have to wait for the buffer. And then it starts, you have to pause it, and then you have to kind of rewind it, because it took a while to pause it, it kind of got the yeah. first couple of seconds, you have to rewind it, and then you have to wait for it to load, and she's just like, I just let you inside of me, <laughs> and this is what is happening, and then you played it, and then you sang it, I'm assuming? I sang it, yeah, word for word. I used to know every word. I'm sure that, that if we put it on, we won't, but if we did, I'm sure you could you could I get, I get a majority represent. of the words. Yeah, yeah but you know you, 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 you know you had 30 minutes. You could have waited. Yeah, I could have. I but couldn't. You couldn't. No, uh oh, but yeah, no, I think she went to the bathroom or something. So she's that's like, how I, I had the She's like whispering. I just <laughs> So I waited for her to come out and then she was freaking out. She's like my parents are going to hear like what are you I was like they don't know the context for this song. <laughs> I was like so. I was so pissed at her logic. Like she could have been mad that I was doing it, but I was just mad at her logic. She was like, "My parents are gonna hear it." I was like, "I don't mean to defend your ex girlfriend, but I feel like it's not hard to get the context when the chorus goes, "I just had sex." Right? Yeah, but I was kind of goofy. <laughs> oh no, no, no! So I'm they kind of were like, "Oh, he's showing Lonely Island," and like her, her. Like her dad was hip. Like she, he watched like SNL. He knew, he knew. Like I'm sure that things. they're not. They're, I'm sure that they wouldn't be like, oh, did Jesus have sex? I and mean, yeah, like they're yeah. like a thing. But, but oh, that was she was mad. But you still did it. Yeah, she wasn't. She was kind of like, what are you do? Like, so wait, did you? Like yeah, yeah, playfully. Play. Did you sing the whole thing to her? Yeah. Did you make eye contact? Yeah. Did you have sex again? No. That is the wrong answer. She is wrong. That's why she's your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> why? That's why. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. It all went wrong after the first time. <laughs> I should have sang it twice. <laughs> you should have had a chance to sing it again. That is yeah. that is a great story. Yeah, so that's like, I can carry that. Like, like I've been goofy for a long, long time. People were like, oh, so you're into comedy now. You're a little weird now. You're getting a little... No. <laughs> this, 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 is is, uh, <laughs> this is me. But yeah, I'm very proud of that. Like, I you knew, shouldn't be. You I shouldn't be, doing you shouldn't it. be. I wasn't doing it for me. because I, You <laughs> I was, weren't? I was doing it for future me. Oh, for you now. I was, yeah, exactly. I, was, I knew because I was like, I'm, this isn't funny now. 
It was kind of to me, it was, but I knew it was going to be a great story. In the moment, that's terrible, but looking back, that's a good story. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I have no regrets about it whatsoever. So I'm I'm equally like I think there's there's like a I'm equally like delighted and also just like no you're just like and then oh. there's like a, there's like a drop of like cringe but like the appropriate that is the appropriate amount yeah it wasn't like super like but it's more it's more funny to me I'm I'm open to just hearing that story and just being like of course you did of course yeah. that's what you did yes you had to do that. And you had to like, and I, and I, and the, the scenario that I laid out of like the old style phone, like <laughs> I could pull it up in like two seconds, but like the old style phone of having to wait for it to load and then the risk of buffering and then like it's starting like mm-hmm. that, that delights me. That's, that's the, that to me is just like picturing you just like, not like oh, I just had sex, but just like, I have to sing the song with, I have to Andy Zamberg. It's the best, that's the best. Like I, I like I felt like I would have failed myself had I not done it. Oh, absolutely. Like, I thought of that. I was like, okay, it's go time. Wow, it's so funny. I didn't even get to all the things that I wanted to get to. I want to I kind of go back to family, and then I want to jump to relationships. I think that's kind of where we'll end. Do you, you mentioned that you live with your mom and your sister, and you don't have to talk about this. Mm. Dad not in the picture? He was, but he passed, so that's, you know, that's that thing. Yeah. I have life. a very similar kind mm-hmm. of thing. I don't... I only met my biological father once, mm-hmm. and then... I have three dads, basically. Biological, adoptive, and step. And then I have my mom. Right. Who's the fucking best in the world. Shout out to moms. <laughs> yeah, shout out to all the moms. <laughs> so was was your... Do you think that your mom or your sister had any influence on your creative endeavors or kind of process? I think probably mostly my dad did, just because he was always, like... A goofball. He was always just when like when doing when did when did Dad take take off? Uh this was last November. Oh, this recent. Was, yeah, this is very yeah. Lot, so seven well, did, months did, ago. Did they get ago. did they get divorced? Uh, a month ago, a year ago? No, they uh, no. He he passed away. Uh, oh, I'm so November. sorry. Yeah. Okay. That 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 <laughs> kind of reframes all the things. I didn't know that. I'm sorry to hear no. that. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but yeah, so that happened in November. Um, but yeah, I learned like all. Like, just being goofy, not take life too seriously from him. He was a goofy dude. Yeah, he was a very okay. goofy guy. Uh, especially just because, like, he, like, was in the hospital a lot. So, like... Towards the end, or...? or just most of, like, most of me knowing him. Okay. Like, outside of, like, what, being what, a toddler. What, what was like, it? It was just a lot of things. <laughs> it was just, like, he was older. Okay. He was, like, an older... Like, I had an older dad. So, he... Oh, it was yeah, just, like, I get it, I get it. Yeah, it was just, like, many things. Like, I couldn't even name. Like, he had, like, probably, like, 30, 40, like, prescriptions. <sighs> just crazy amounts of, like, just pills and shit. But he would always, like, just exude, like, nothing was, like... He'd always, like, put on this... Happy dude. Yeah, he was just happy. He always Yeah, this sucks, like but also life is incredible kind of thing. Right, yeah. That's So awesome. I was like, okay. So that kind of inspired who you are, and then you kind of took that inspiration and, and turned to this... I love laughing, I love comedy, I love mm. being silly. Sketch comedy. Yeah, basically. and, like, the whole point of me doing comedy is, like, <clears throat> like even though, like, when you get a laugh or something, that's, like, ooh, mm-hmm. it, like, fills oh, yeah. you up and makes you feel great, but mostly I want to do comedy to make other people laugh. It's a, it's it's a, like it's a, very, it's a very rewarding and pu- very pure thing to, mm. to push somebody's joy button. Yeah. When, you, when, you, when I get a laugh just from a person, it's just, like, 
that feels awesome. So I totally, yeah. yeah. I think anybody who's ever tried to say something funny or like done something and be like, that was that, that was great. I like mm. that. Like that, that, that is, that is pushing your own joy button. They're yeah. pushing your button back by laughing. Yeah, exactly. And it's, yeah. Cause I mean, like comedy was always my escapism from the world. And I think it is for like a lot of people who like really thrive on comedy, who really love it. It's like, it's an escape. Absolutely. It's like, escape from either the humdrum or like the really just like the dark parts of life and it's just like being able to do that for other people to be that escape for other people it's just like oh yeah there have been plenty of times when I've gone to comedy and it was an escape so yeah it's like the idea of you like like improv is kind of my escape from this ho-hum life that I had like Mm. the beginning of my escape process we're just doing all these things but like so yeah I definitely definitely get that yeah that's really cool that I mean it's it's cool that you have a great influence like that. Yeah, you had you had that kind of because I, I guess I guess I kind of thought it was going a different direction. I never really had a big male influence, mm. so the that the kind of where that question comes from if if you inspiration because I kind of realized that my mom's a great person and she helped me become a great person, but she yeah. never had any kind of big influence on my creative endeavors. She never yeah. had. I mean, she was funny and always encouraged me to be silly, and she liked and she laughs, and I love making my mom laugh, but just mm. like. The the first times any of anyone in my family told me you should do blank that is creative was my sister like a month ago, and it was just like oh that's family like my family would support right. anything I do but they never they don't outwardly say you should pursue this thing right like, like you if, would be really good at this if it's I told like, them that I would I'm doing stand up they'd be like oh yeah you should totally do that you'd be great but mm-hmm. like yeah they never kind of pushed that. Uh, without kind of me pushing it. And it was like, I kind of went through that process where I was like, I never realized that maybe that's one of the reasons I never got started on anything. And because you kind of touched on not getting started on something, you need someone to kind of push you. Like, Mm. I never got started on this thing, partially because I I never really thought I could do it. And then like someone telling me, like my sister told me that I should try singing and music. And I was just like, oh, I, maybe I should. And I started to take it seriously, to take it seriously. Yeah. So did, did did anyone in your family ever say, you should do this? Or they... I mean, f- ever since I was little, both my parents were like, you should do acting, just because I would, like, just... Be silly and put yeah, on skits. Yeah, I'd be really silly, or I'd do... Oh, actually, one impression, the first impression I ever did, yes. wait, calling back, yes. was I did... <laughs> I, I, I can't do it anymore, but I saw Lilo and Stitch uh, you I mean, do in Stitch. theaters. I was, like, t- three. I just remember I was practicing in a mirror. I was just doing the voice at myself, and then they overheard, and I was super embarrassed, but they were like, Quentin, what, what what, the hell was that? You know, they were just shocked. And then ever since then, because I'd also, like, be able to turn on the tears super easily. Can you still do that? I, not as easily. I haven't really had you a have, reason you to. Have, that's, like, the third time you said, like, I used to be able to. You need to start practicing it's these like, things I think again. I, it's like, maybe if I, like, did it, I'd be able to. But it's I don't just, want like, you to do it now. But like, brought up. Again, like, oh yeah, like I don't like I don't need to like cry. That's an emotional today. thing to do yeah. as well. Yeah, it would drain me as a kid. I would just be like, "Oh man, I want some <laughs> shit." All right, <laughs> turn on the tears. The only time another, I, another one this week. The only time I ever kind of turned on the tears was I wanted an iPod, and I had broken my arm, mm-hmm. but we didn't know about it for three weeks. Oh my god. The, growth plate right here kind of popped out broke yeah. off and so we thought it was just like a sprain and so I walked down with a broken arm for three weeks and when I was like we need to go to the doctor mom's like you're fine I'm like 
we really need to go. So we went, and she felt so bad. And I was like, I want an iPod. Right. That's the only time I've ever done. Uh, that was just a relevant story that I yeah. thought. Did it work? Yeah. Oh, awesome. What, what sucks, I actually kind of revisited this other day. You remember the iPod video, the one with the U2 on the box? Yeah. I wanted that one. Oh, I got the one before yeah. it, the photo. Not oh. the video, the photo. And it was kind of dopey. Man. But my mom loved me, and she bought me what she could, so I'm very appreciative, of yeah. course. My mom won't listen to the podcast, just for the record. <laughs> just for the record. <laughs> Are you a big relationship guy? Uh, I was in oh, high school. Oh, okay. I am a serial monogamist. Ah. Uh, that is the term yeah. that I have heard, and it describes me perfectly. I'm happy in a relationship. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I'm learning to embrace it more. Um, but so in high school? You yeah, in high you... school, I was always bouncing between, like, I was always trying to get in a relationship, especially... Because, I mean, I started freshman year pretty much almost immediately in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then sophomore year started almost immediately in a relationship. Or I got out of the first one immediately, got in the second one. And then it was always, as soon as I was out, I was just, like, searching. Uh, yeah, that was me. I mean, yeah. I think, uh, well, I guess this is maybe more telling. I'm pretty sure over the past ten years, the longest break I've had is, like, six months. Really? Yeah. And I've been, I've been in, counting, like, every small relationship, mm-hmm. like, 20 relationships wow. in 10 years. I mean, I've, I had a two-and-a-half-year relationship. I've had two- or three-year relationships. Mm. Just, like, I like I like connecting with a person, I yeah. guess. Yeah, and so, I can totally, like, relate to that. It just, like... In college, it doesn't work for you? It's it's because college, it's such a different... Yeah, you having a different college experience than I'm having. It's, I was I, I had an apartment and I went to work and then I went to school and then I went I left campus. Yeah, but you're living on campus. I lived on campus freshman year, had an apartment last year, and will have an apartment for less probably. Yeah, uh, yeah, dorms are expensive. But yeah, so that that makes sense. That why your experience is different. I think if I had had a similar experience, I probably would have. I probably still would have dated people. Would have probably mm-hmm. maybe would have been more far in between. Maybe would have been single for a bit. Yeah, Who knows? It's like. The thing with, like, college nowadays, it's, especially my college, it's a huge hookup culture. Ah. I hate that. Like, I'm not, like... So, are, just you just, you. are you just being single? Yeah, I've just been single. You're I single mean, a single man? Like, yeah, that's me. The only man sitting in that chair? As that's far as a you stupid know, joke. Well, Jesus is always <laughs> sitting with me. <laughs> oh, now i got to get into religion. Okay, keep talking about... So, so um, you would date somebody if, if it came up, but you're if not... If it came up. But, but you, it hasn't. But, I guess in high school, probably, and this is probably true for, I, I think this is true for me, and it probably is true for you, you wanted to be in a relationship, so you'd mm. seek out someone to be in a relationship yeah. with. But now you're at the point where it's like, I'm not going to seek out, but if something happens, I'll jump on it. Yeah, and jump exactly. on it, not sex, that's not a sexist I will term. just leap upon any available women. <laughs> any, any woman who looks off. at me politely, he's getting jumped on. <laughs> just Yeah, you're getting, you're getting jumped. Sorry that you decided to... Walk my path today. Every woman just turned off the podcast. Yeah, she was just. Well, she, they made it through the first two hours, and then they decided. And they're to like, end well, that was enough. the last fifteen. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's mostly just now. It's uh, you just, just do it, like you just it, do it, it, it. It'll happen when having it some cute time. Yeah, yeah. Two years of it. Eh, it two years bad. of being single. You ever get lonely? Uh, <laughs> ooh, let's get real. Of course, everybody does. I think. Uh, well. Like, one common thing, I can't remember who says it, but someone says, like, no one gets into comedy because they had, like, happy childhoods. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, being, like, 
I don't know, like a depressed like teenager and all that really shaped me now, still being a depressed young adult. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, of course, I think everybody gets lonely. I, I don't get lonely in the sense of necessarily sometimes, well, I don't know. Sometimes just like, dang, I just wish I had like a body next a to person, me sometimes. A person like enjoying a person. the same Netflix show you're watching. Yeah, it's something like that. Somebody easily. could go like, that was funny. Yeah. Or someone would be like, ah, or, you know, someone to like annoy, something like that. But that's it's few and far between. It used to happen a lot more, like, in high school and post, uh, like, right after high school. Because I was like, I need that. That's like, because that was like my source of happiness was having someone. Mm-hmm. But that was, a, ooh, it was a fucked kind of, like, way of, like, looking at relationships. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, okay, let me figure out why I liked being in relationships and let me reevaluate. That's just been the past two years. That's probably like, really healthy, and I'm prob- and people keep telling me to do that. People who like, I leave a relationship, they're like, you should be single for a bit. And I'm just like, eh, I gotta go, I gotta go talk to this other person. What? I don't know, I just feel like, because in high school, like, I spent a lot of time alone. Mm. Move, when you, the thing is, is when you move, when you're the new kid, you're popular for like the first six months. Yeah. Four, you're guaranteed two months of like, people are interested in you. And I, I probably had about four or five. And then my friends started drinking, and I was just scared. Yeah. And so I spent a lot of time just in my room after school alone, and it was just like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I don't really need, um, I don't know. I feel like I don't need to be alone. I feel like I just mm. I'm happier connecting with a person. And right. when it's you know it's so hard to make friends nowadays. So like yeah. you go to find meeting someone who wants to meet you and spend time with you. And so that's kind of I get, like I think that's kind of my thought process on it. And that. I say a thought process, but what I really mean is that's how I justify wanting to be in a relationship all the <laughs> that's, time. That's how I justify just always being on the prowl. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just feel like, I feel like you said something and I just, I kind of forgot what it was, but it's like, <clears throat> you said like you decided you wanted to spend time alone. Yeah, that's something that was, I yeah, had it, such a good response. It was something, it was something along that line. It was just like, all right, I'm ready to be alone. You wanted to experience. Explore why oh, explore you why it. I wanted to get in a relationship in the first. And place. I feel like I will do that so quick. Mm. And it's just like I think now because I just got out of a, a, a very a, a, a pretty serious relationship, um, and it just it kind of like she's a great person, but like it just didn't work. Yeah, we didn't work together, and so like I I feel like over the course of the relationship, I had been evaluating and thinking, and I had been getting to the point where it's like, once I was out of it, I, all the pieces, like, actually were put together, and I was like, okay, I'm good. Like, right. I'm ready to, I'm ready for the next chapter of my life. Like, right. I had my mourning period, and I had my thought period, and it's just like, I don't, like I said, I don't want to dwell on it, and mm-hmm. moving forward, I'm just like, I just want to, I want to spend time with someone who I like, and I'm, and I think that in every relationship I've been in, there's a lesson you can learn, and there's yeah. growing and changing, and trying to be, the hardest thing, I think, having been in long relationships, is trying to make sure that you, you don't get lost in the relationship, mm-hmm. you don't get lost in your own sauce, like, you yeah. need to be very mindful and conscious and aware, like, I'm with another person, I need to be I don't know, because being in school especially, just, like, you just get lost in rhythm and stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, doing creative projects is really good for, like, staying fresh and trying to be aware and in the moment. And also being out of school is mm. the best thing ever. Yeah. Like, you're going into your junior year? Yeah. It's going to be the best. You, I don't know. <laughs> sure. you, probably have a, you probably have a good experience. I was, a, you know, full-time student, and what that means is I should be reading a lot, but I wasn't. Mm. It was a lot of, like, I should be doing homework, but I'm going to just right, play some games yeah. or something like that. 
so like with relationships, I just feel like you just eventually everyone will figure it out. Mm. Everyone who's trying to figure it out will figure something out that works yeah. for them. I don't know. It's been I've done I've done a lot of like self exploring and like gone on dates and just tried to see what it is. But I don't know. I just feel like your your process is probably a lot healthier than mine. And I'm just I mean then again, like everyone's process is gonna be like different. Everyone's gonna have their their own personal because some people can like live just never dating anybody. I don't, and that's perfect for them. I don't get that. Yeah, I mean, I don't either. Um, But I don't get how you've gone. Have you been on like you've been on dates? Yeah, like, but never, never a relationship in two years. Uh, I mean, my longest relationship was like a year and a half, and then pretty much it was a year, a year and a half, three months, three months, and. Then just, like, radio silence. And then, like, freshman year, I was kind of talking to somebody, and then they kind of flipped a switch. It was crazy, and that really <laughs> turned me off. You know the hard thing I've noticed is, I think in high school it's a lot different because you're like, oh, this person wants to date. But, like, when you get beyond into college and post-college, like, you there's a lot more you have to look into. Like, yeah, there's just so process. much. Back in the day, you're like, she's cute. And she laughs when I make silly jokes. Now it's like, what kind of relationship do you want to have? Like, yeah. how often like, would you want to see me? For? Yeah, and, and 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 the pressure of settling down. I realized in that relationship that I was in, I'm not ready to settle down. Yeah, and like thinking of settling down is is not ideal. I mean, settling down yeah. and the idea of like I'm gonna be with you, we're gonna buy a house, or we're gonna do this, like that terrifies me. And it's, yeah. I, I, when I say terrify, it's a very casual, like, a, a scare. It's like, you're 25, it should, on some There's so level. much more I want to, I haven't done anything in my life. Right. I went to school. That's it. I have some, I have a couple of funny stories from, like, pedicabbing and stuff, but, like, I want to go live in a weird city and, like, have a podcast or something. Yeah, like, just, like, like, that. get stories and just live and yeah, have live. experiences. Not, I haven't lived enough. And so that's what I'm trying, that, that was the big thing with the Renaissance thing, was just trying to live and, like... If I find someone who I want to date and want to hang out, want to spend my my free time that I'm not doing these things, mm-hmm. you know, I think I think the thing is is I wasn't putting myself first, and you're right now you're putting yourself first. And I think that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm putting myself first, podcast first, uh, music that needs to be a focus. Like I've been I've been like trying to psych myself up to go like do an open mic, yeah, just like play some songs and like see what happens. Like if I bomb, maybe I'll still want to do it. Maybe I'll hate it, and I just right. like playing by myself, and that's what I'll do forever. But just like <clears throat> I think that's that's kind of the the good point to take away if anyone is resonating with this or just like what I, what I've been taking away is put yourself first as a human, as a person you need to live for you. And if you find someone who makes you happy and you want to spend time with, do it. Don't worry about anything else. Spend that time with that person, but don't forget to be yourself. Don't forget to be your own person because if you do that, then it's just, you know, what, 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 what are they going to love? Yeah. What kind of person are they going to be for? I've, lost, I've done that a lot. I've lost myself in relationships. Yeah, because then it's like you're no longer an individual. You're a couple, and that's it. You're and, defined. And, and being a couple is okay if that's if that's just an outfit you wear. Yeah. If that's under the outfit, I'm a couple, that's bad. Yeah. But if you're like, I'm going to put on my couple shirt today. And if you, no matter how much you wear it, but it's like that needs to be something that you can take off. Yeah, at the I'm end of the day, you're still you. And they're still them. Ooh, that that yeah. that is that is my biggest takeaway. Is kind of because of course I thought that, but like actualizing it and saying it and thinking of it and coming up with a good analogy, mm-hmm. like take it off, put it on. Like I need to be me, and so yeah. that's kind of the thing that I get. I get and and I get lost in that. Like I, I'm. 
like I'm seeing someone now. Okay, yeah. Sorry, it stopped for a second. I'm seeing someone now, and it's like um, there was a moment where I, I felt myself kind of regressing to that old style of like this person's everything, and it's just like whoa, take a second. Like yeah, I mean, I am my own person first forever, and I spend time with this other person that I like to spend time mm. with. That should be it, and then. Down the road, maybe it turns into something different. But, like, I need to, like, chill out and just relax and... Like, let everything play out the way it needs to play out. Exactly. In due time. Exactly. I think that's that's a really good, like, touching point. On, I'm watching the wavelengths and it doesn't doesn't look very, very good. I don't know. Talking to your mic? Waves don't die. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing, because you brought it up... And I'm basically just a Pete Holmes knockoff. Um, you want to talk about religion? Sure. I mean... Where do you fall? I fall more, like... I hate saying agnostic, but that's where I default. Pete Holmes talks... Because his podcast is Comedy, Sex, Religion. Mm-hmm. Comedy, Sex, God. Sex and Relationships. <clears throat> God and Religion. And um, I've listened to over 200 episodes. And it, it, it helps me to reevaluate my thought process. Because I was always like... It's not important to me. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. I was raised Catholic, and I did my communion, and then I just stopped. I didn't care. I didn't, it was a waste of time. I grew up in southern Utah, so Mormons were around me. It was just like, I don't care. Whatever. Like, do your thing. Like, yeah. I like Sundays at home. And so, like, for the the main opinion that I've come away with is I don't know and I'll never know. And whatever I do on this earth, whether I am I have faith or I am a staunch atheist, it's like... The whole, like, be a good person thing and, like, do that and, like, I mean, I don't believe that, like, the Bible is, like, what it is, but it's just, like, it is what it is or whatever it is. Yeah. Th- that, that's kind of the all-encompassing idea of just, like, I don't know. There's no way I'll ever know until I'm there what happens after you die and I'll never know if there's a God. There's a lot of cool things that have happened. It'd be cool if there was. I don't know. I'll never know. I'm just trying to have a good life you know right. like the whole yeah. like Bo Burnham like what if this is heaven what if we're in heaven right now like okay well then let's fucking enjoy it let's yeah. have a good time yeah. I kind of just talked over a lot of it but is that kind of what you yeah. were thinking yeah to a point um yeah cause I'm definitely like I just like we as humans can't know like we don't I, I think it's fine to have faith in something that you don't understand I think that's fine mm-hmm. I, I like don't fault anybody who is religious I think it's great because, like, even, like, you can look at, like, books like the Bible or the Quran, whatever, and there is some, like, outlandish stuff in there. But there's some, some great Some great morals. lessons. Yeah, there's yeah. great oh, lessons yeah, yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, like, just, like, I treat it as, like, any other book. You know, there can be some great moral lessons in there, some great stories, like, stories as old as the, like... But they're not citing sources in the back. You know yeah, sources. <laughs> Bible? Where you... Where's the bibliography? Oh. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> well, I, didn't even, I didn't even get a laugh out of you. Because <laughs> I, was, I was just like, it hit me. I was like, wow, that, happened. that was said. That happened. Bibliography. Bibliography. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, so I kind of... That just, really derailed me as a person. Uh, <laughs> it just derailed, like, my life, because I'm, you know, like, looking around, I'm like, where am I right now? <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm back. Um, so, yeah, like, it's just like, I don't know. I think we can never know. I choose not to know, or not to... Believe like, anything? Yeah, I just, 
because it's it's just so unimportant to me in my day to day. Yeah. Like even having like I can't call myself an atheist because that's still kind of that's like saying you don't believe that there you you think I know that there's no God. yeah it's like I know it's like I don't know so I usually just default to agnostic even though I'm more just like I don't really have a religion. I think yeah. I, I I choose to use agnostic as a way to just say I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and that's you gotta fill you gotta fill it out on a form. I don't know. Right, just like that's that's the option I've been given, and that's what fits most into... You'd be accepting if it turns out there was a god. Oh, yeah, I'd be like, that's awesome. Sweet. And and also, in my opinion, if, like, if there is a god, I feel like he would understand that given all the information that's present, to be skeptical. Yeah. Like, I feel like, you know, because we don't know all the answers, how, like, could we act like we do? He'd be like, yeah, that's what you're supposed to think, like... I never showed you anything. Like, I, right. I'm here now. Like, you should believe now. I'll be like, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's just also, like, my thing is that there have been thousands and thousands of religions that have come and gone. Oh, How is this sure. one any more correct than the last? But that's, you know, that's just me. And, you know, because I, I don't know any more than anybody else. Also, it's probably fair to say, and I think I think I don't think this is going on the limb, like, any, um, <clears throat> any severe extremist kind of derives from hate is a bad yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, I, I hate any extremists of, like, any kind, even if but they're, the, like, on my side for anything. Yeah. You, you have to be open to it. And, yeah, yeah. I think that that's a big part of, like, having, a, I don't want to say successful, but just, like, a, yeah, I've been a good time. Yeah. I'm like, I, I remember, and this is a really weird story, and I hope you'll indulge. I was, um, I was, between my sophomore and junior year of high school, I was in Kansas. My, mm-hmm. my best friend's from Kansas. And we went to go visit his dad. And we kind of had a fight because I started to date a girl there. That's how fucking much of a, I have to date somebody. I went to Kansas for a month and got into a relationship. Oh, my goodness. But it was kind of a fight. And so he it was towards the end of the play, the stay. And so, like, he and his dad wanted to have their own night. So they kind of pawned me off on uh, one of his friends. Mm-hmm. So I went and stayed over there. And we, had, we spent the whole day together. We went, like, fishing we went to this wedding. <laughs> I don't know any of these yeah. people. But it was fun. It was like, whatever. Like, this is interesting. Yeah. And so then we went back to his house. And I think, I think, I I, I kind of, I, it was such, such a long time ago. It was over nine years ago. But, like, I think he asked me about religion. Mm. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, oh, I was raised Catholic. Like, to me, that means nothing. I went to a Catholic church. I did a Catholic thing. And a lot of the probably, you know, Catholic tropes are ingrained in me. Right. And so... We get back to his house, and he makes me watch Passion of the Christ oh. the whole while telling me how Catholicism and my uh, my parents were wrong, and just like just like grilling me about it. And I felt oh. I, I, one of the only times I felt like as uncomfortable as I could possibly feel. And I had this. Um, I had just gotten into fantasy football, and I had this like fantasy football preview magazine, yeah. and I was just like staring at it, like going over every page again and again and again, like going back again and again. Yeah, just to take your like attention <clears throat> away from all of that. I, I wouldn't watch the movie. Like I'm sure it's a great movie or whatever, but just like he was like forcing it down my throat, and I was like, this is the worst experience. Yeah, and I think that probably turned me off to any kind of religion. But then I have on the flip side in New Orleans, my one of my be- one of my best friends, Mark Wilson. He's big, big uh, Christian, great person. Yeah. We we talked and I don't I don't really agree with everything, but just like I respect him and I respect his beliefs and just like he's a great person and like I love him. Like that's a positive right. religious experience. But like yeah. that Passion of the Christ one was just like the other end. The, just the, like the war the the most terrible end. Like 
like forcing someone to watch a movie they don't want to watch. Yeah, that's all. And also, that movie is just torture porn for like two hours. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I made sure. Yeah. That... I mean, it's just it's just gory. It's uh, it's just Jesus Christ dying. Really? Uh, yeah, that's the movie. Wow. It's, uh, <laughs> and yeah, that's that's the movie. So I don't really know why that's used to convert people. It's just like wow. He was probably. It's also anti-Semitic to a point. Oh, really? Yeah, because they're all the people that do it to him are Jewish in the movie. Oh, so the the big noses and stuff. Yeah, kind of the and tropes. Of course, Mel Gibson is he directed the movie? Huge anti-Semite. So. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's not the best. <laughs> not the best. Maybe some Veggie Tales would have uh, <laughs> voted better. Because man, if someone wants to spew some religion at me, that's fine. Put on Veggie Tales. I'll be there. <laughs> is that a religious thing? Yeah, Veggie it Tales is. is Christian. Yeah. What? It's um, they, not every episode, but it's, somebody somebody else listening has to also n- n- never have thought I've about never that. thought the Veggie Tales was religious. Yeah, it, they focus more on like the teachings and it's like the, the morality. Morals. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is the best. Like that is that is if I ever do have kids one day, like the community of church and the teachings and the morals, like, that sounds nice. Yeah. All the other kind of crazy nonsense is the, obviously the the, is. the nonsensical part, and I'm using, I mean, that's my opinion, belief, but just like, <clears throat> oh, yeah, so VeggieTales is like, be moral, be nice, be yeah. good to people. And I think a couple times, like, I haven't watched in years, but, like, they do talk about Jesus occasionally by name, so it's not, yeah, and I remember some... It, it doesn't uh, sound overwhelming, and that's kind yeah. of the thing you look for. You don't want to... It's not, like, Christian propaganda. Okay. There's, uh, there's a fine line between, like, having, like, like, being a Christian piece of art and then just being, like, propaganda. It's a fine line, but... I'll throw this at you. You ever heard of the band Reliant K? I have not. They're a Christian rock band, mm-hmm. like kind of like a rock punk band that were, like, super popular, like, 11 years ago. Yeah. And, like, they're the kind of band who you don't know it's about religion. You think it's, like, a love song. Right. And then, like, you'll go to, like, the lyrics page and you'll see, like, him capitalize or her or something, like, whatever. It's just like, like, oh, you're a Christian band. Right. But, like, that's that's the good kind. Like, do your thing, and maybe if I'm looking for some kind of thing, like, I'll look at that. But just, like, but not making it, like, Passion of the Christ in your face. Yeah. And I've heard the same thing about, like, Skillet. Skillet? Yeah, I've heard that Like, rapper named, like, Lecrae. Never heard like that. I just know Thousand those, Foot Crutch is another band that I know of. Yeah, just like those few that are like, it 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 took me being like after the fact, like oh I had no idea that that was like, like a oh like a Christian band or like, like even technically like Twenty One Pilots. I mean they're they're pretty religious. Yeah, they're pretty religious, but it's not necessarily in their music. Yeah, but if you choose to look at their music through that lens, it's definitely. It definitely applies. Mike Rabiglia, when he when he when he would play the acoustic guitar, he had a bit about that about oh, Christ yeah. checks. Just like you would you would listen to a song on the radio, you'd be like surfing through in different different city or something, and you just hear like this like Bon Jovi post rock days, <clears throat> and you're like, oh, this is a nice song, and then it's like Christ is God. That was that was his like joke. Like he would sing like a regular song, and they yeah. would just throw that in there. <laughs> and then you're like, whoa! I was just trying to just trying, trying to listen to, to the jam. song there. That's a. We're not going to end on that. That's a weird thing. <laughs> the thing we will end on. Tell me about the hardest time you've ever laughed. Hardest doesn't have to be a good story. Doesn't laughed. have to be the number one. Just a time where you laugh really hard, and I promise it'll go over better than you think it will. Um, I gotta think. 
The only one that's coming to mind is another X story, and it doesn't end good. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be good. I, uh, okay, yeah. So same, same girl. She was a girl at the time. Woman now, but same female uh, as the sex story. It's <laughs> a weird way of putting it. <laughs> uh, anyways, we were watching like Kevin Hart, and she's like, I can't even remember what she said, but she like mixed up a word or something, and for some reason it just killed me. Yeah, I like died. I was. Belly laughing for so long, like 10 minutes. It was the funniest thing in the world, and she wasn't having it. Oh, that's the best. And then she got pissed at me, and I got (laughs) twice as pissed, because I was like, I'm having fun. Oh, (laughs) she ruined your good laugh by getting mad at you. Yeah, and then so all that good energy just converted. Just straight conversion, one-to-one. Yeah, it just turned all into anger, plus plus more. It was like that plus her anger. Plus her, so you guys fought. Yeah, it turned into. Yeah, we fought all the time. <laughs> but that was one those of the good many. ones. Those are the good that ones. That was one of the ones that's uh, like oh, we could get started in- so innocently. We could get into a whole other hour about talk- getting into relationships. I'm sure. Yeah, I'll have to have you back on. Yeah, I could it. probably just talk shop for about relationships for a long time. Oh, we should totally do that. Did you have a good time? Do you feel yeah, good? This is fun. This is a good this is first a, uh, first real podcast. First real, it's a little. It isn't as hot as I thought it'd be. It's gonna be yeah, hot because because Will's like, like Will's coming right now to do his episode, mm-hmm. and so it's gonna be like sweltering. Yeah, like because I'm like I'm like noticing it a little now. It's like oh I'm a little sweaty, but like <laughs> other than that, it's been pretty good. It's gonna be bad a bit. Ugh. It's gonna be bad a bit. I got some cold water. I'll be fine. Well, I don't have a way to end it. Um... Just like life, sometimes it's just sometimes it's just over. Sometimes it's just over. Oh, that's that's deep. Uh, go ahead and hit your plug real quick. Oh, say as much hey. as you want about it. Uh, hi, my name's Quentin Car Goodwin. <laughs> Plugging myself. <laughs> uh, I'm also gonna plug my sketch comedy team, Maddie Night Live. You can check that on the YouTube's, the Facebooks, Twitters, Instagrams. It's Maddie with a Y. Check us out. Hopefully, we'll have video sketches in the near future. We'll we'll put the uh, the Twitter in the description, and then I'll yeah. get I'll get I'll give you the, uh, the my podcast Twitter, and you can retweet that if you want. Sweet, I'll do it. Connect on there. I'll uh, I'll hit you with that promo. Is it M A D D Y? M A D D Y. Okay, cool. That'll be important, and then so yeah, we'll exchange the details. All right. Well, hey man, thanks for doing. It. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks right. for having me.